A Texas lady came to town And thus begins my story She drew a hand with the best in town Which proved to be her glory But now the game is ended The king has had his day A woman's cause defended And soon you'll hear them say She did a man's job but there was no doubt She was a Texas lady Welcome to this, the 100th anniversary spectacular of the Boy Howdy Podcast. Woo! Two years, 100 episodes of this garbage. Almost exactly two years, because what we found out, we st- our first episode was recorded like on October 25th or something yeah. like that, like 2011. Yeah. Now, it is now October 27th, 2013. Jesus Christ. Uh, my name is Bill Mudrin. My name's Annie Maloney. And this is... I'm the Grumpy Turtle. It's Grumpy Turtle! Grumpy Turtle! Hey, Do you care if we use your real name or if we at least no. call you by your first name at all? Call me whatever you want. Oh, okay. Hey, you. We he's, got hey, you in this episode. He's, he's come here to moderate uh, this podcast, Kramer versus Kramer style. <laughs> you get to decide who gets the podcast. I'm gonna, <laughs> then I'm going to be yelling at you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> who, who's, so, who's been the best uh, 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 caretaker of this podcast? <laughs> that's there's no correct answer because we're both terrible. Every episode of this podcast is evidence in this trial that we're now having. You are the cue <laughs> of, of the Boy Howdy podcast. So before we go into this garbage, I do have to take a moment and say thank you, dear listeners, for putting up with our bullshit for a hundred episodes. Statistically speaking, I haven't done the math, but I'm going to approximate that's about 5,000 hours <laughs> of Bill and I screeching in your ears, uh, chewing on Starburst. That is entire generations of listeners that we've won and lost over the course of the last two years. All uh, of you poor, poor people who have stuck with us, bless Bless. Guys, thanks to everybody. Thank you, Daniel, for being here. Yes, uh, Daniel, you're going to represent all of our listenership at this oh moment. Oh, God. Maxwell Helen Motley, she wanted to be on today's podcast, but since we're recording in person, we couldn't figure out a way to Skype her in. Are we going to shout out some of our favorite listeners? Yeah. Uh, Brian and Yesenia. Yeah. Sean Baca. Sid. Everybody. It's the first entire listenership. Yeah. <laughs> we should have had everyone call I in. I hate and DRM, who's yeah. real name I can remember. Uh, we love you guys, everyone. We, all of y'all. We forgot parents. anyone. It's because we're tired. <laughs> Bill and I, thank God I came over early. Bill and I spent the morning before we started recording bitching for an hour and a half and venting all of our spleen. Yeah. So now we're spleen free. Well, we had like two months of spleen to vent each other just about <laughs> yeah. our personalized stuff. I hate, I hate, that. Dylan's feet look weird. <laughs> to be fair, Dylan's feet. Yeah, she got like fucking lobster claw feet. <laughs> I have to wash them though. my shoes? She got like, you don't see too many people whose toes are like pincers. <laughs> so weird. Anyway, how you guys doing? I like the inside jokes that you guys do. <laughs> is the that best. inside <laughs> jokes? Instead of that joke, is we have a mutual friend named Dylan, whom we both love dearly. Let's okay. be okay. Yes, over her daddy. She has normal <laughs> feet, but now we're just gonna pretend she has weird pincer feet. I've never seen this woman's feet. <laughs> So now I'm just imagining lobster claws. <laughs> this anyway. is ultimately our Well, what's going on? How are you guys doing? Yeah. I feel like she had... Man, I, I, I told... Well, Sean Baca, he was a total sweetheart. He bequeathed onto both me and Annie $100 gift certificates. Yeah. Two separate $100 gift certificates. Less. I joked with him that I was going to buy a slide whistle for the podcast. I forgot to do that. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, well, now, now you sound like Super Mario Bros. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, I was playing yeah. Super Mario Bros. before, before I started recording. 
Um, I bless you, uh, Sean Baca, because I use mine to. Wait, hundredth anniversary. Ah, here, anyway. this how do we in honor of our one hundred episodes. Andy's got, go. Andy's got a PBR. All right, tall boy. There we oh, go. Oh yeah. Yay! Oh, no, no, like a cheers. Cheers, cheers, friends. Cheers, woo! cheers. Doop yeah. doop, dink tink, tink dink, drink drink. <laughs> The best sound effects. So, yes, exactly. um, now I have two beers open. I'm up to the challenge. I didn't know you were fully artist, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wait, hold on. Hey, Annie, come here. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait. Hey, well, oh shit, uh, this is my door. Hey, Annie, close that door. Okay. We don't want the we don't want the bees coming in. <laughs> Wait, this, we have to have a special effects specific podcast. It's all just live. We have to. We have to idea for a story like we're gonna go to the library and talk to somebody and you can daniel you can be a librarian i can be librarian yeah. oh god so yes um on this our 100th episode dear god uh how you doing bill i'm doing good i'm just reading all the books that shambaka bought for me oh yeah so shambaka i use i'm gonna use my hundred hundred dollars to um Pre-order Assassin's Creed 4 for the PlayStation 4. So I'm going to so use my gift from this listener. Well, <laughs> he's our favorite, obviously. Sorry, Daniel. Nah. But <laughs> I haven't bought you tons of games or anything. I know, exactly. Hey, Daniel, at the last lockdown, he dropped like a $20 Adventure Time comic in my lap. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Only like 30%, no, no I was going to say, 30% of I my still have library to give you. is purchased by me. What's the goddamn role-playing game? With that, the, all the stories told. Give me, give me yeah, that that's what it is. Boy. Yeah, give that to you today. <laughs> is your Xbox 360 even still connected? Yes. I disconnected mine. I have to mine. keep it connected because I Why? have to. Well, we had to make space for today. But oh, yeah. I have to play. Uh, I, I beat Grand Theft Auto Five. I mean, what's the, I'm fucking done now. Bioshock Infinite DLC drops on the 15th. Yeah. Gotta play that shit. And I have a. Uh, Saints Row 4 DLC came out. Oh, yeah. It's just nature. Supposedly, it's not very good. What? I am shocked Have at this. Have you played it? No. <laughs> to be fair, it's Saints Row DLC. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Because you think they had a year. Like, no one liked the other DLC for the previous games. You think now they're going to have a chance to, like, straighten their shit out. But what the fuck? I don't know. Is, is, is it really... Do you know what the plot is? Like, what it's the, the Dominatrix. Like? It's the one they scrapped to make yeah, it. Yeah, it really is. They just brought that back. For, yeah. Because yeah. I just assumed they, that just got absorbed in the main game. I it, didn't realize it they still It looks like us. more of three. It's got characters from three. And... Man, I'm tempted. Because, like, who wouldn't say no to more Saints Row? Game but, like, fly it and download it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, no, I have to keep my Xbox plugged in because I got the um, season pass of um, The Wolf <laughs> Among Us on the Xbox. Oh, and I still need to play Brothers. I have Brothers on there. Did you buy it? I did. Yeah. Did you play it, Daniel? Yeah, I, I got all the Is achievement it points in it. Yeah, oh, it's you, great. You, you suck the marrow out of all the games. <laughs> Asking you great. if you've played something yeah. is like... I used to be vaguely proud of my achievement point score on Xbox. <laughs> you kind of wrote achievement scores with... for us. No, honestly, Daniel. Grumpy Turtle's out of his goddamn mind. Seriously. He's a, he wanted to have 100%ers. Um, I'm a 1%er in that I only get 1% <laughs> You still, you still beat me, though. Which well, is funny, because like, you stopped playing games for like a year. And I, I had, had a chance to catch up to you, but I never did. Yeah. I've got somebody that's ahead of me by like... 2K on my side. Like, my like a game journal or something? Or? Nah, he just played. There, there was a span where I didn't play any games on 360 yeah. for like a year. Yeah. Oh man, this is the other thing too. Like, I know we have, I can't believe we have listeners who they don't care about video games. And man, if that's 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 how you operate, I feel bad for anyone who listens for the next month and a half. Cause <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is always the big gaming time of year, but now you've yeah. got two launch consoles, you've got yeah. great software coming out for the for older systems. Not yeah. all of us listen for that. We all. Some of us listen to hear Annie yell at you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Shut up! 
Bill just squealing. I hate you. <laughs> Bill not saying anything, just giggling and trying to We're tell just, a story that he forgets halfway through. Just waiting for that sweet, sweet day when Annie punches you in the face. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be oh, a video we got podcast. this far yeah, without it happening. Yeah. God, Bill, I've known you for over a decade now. If I haven't punched you in the face yet, how am I going to, you know? This is true. Anyway, what so... What can I do to make you punch me in the face? <laughs> <laughs> you, you've gotten really close no, a challenge, couple yeah. of times. Oh, my God. Uh, hey, have, I told, have I told on air ever? Daniel's not going to be my, my consultation with this. Have I said, Wait, are you saying Bill wouldn't know? <laughs> well, no, I'll Bill like barely remembers my name. Uh, have I said on air the story of what Bill got me and Foley for our first anniversary present? I think so. The double-ended dildo? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. You, if you, I you, just, you describe the smell and of it. And he keeps asking you if you've used it. <laughs> you for the double ended hey. dildo that I to this day what six years later I just, still hate you for I just the situation that if I got you a quality double ended dildo maybe that would have been okay it would have been less of a fucking waste of money at least seriously that was a ten dollar dildo uh-huh, so it felt like still, that would be a waste of money that was nine dollars and ninety nine cents <laughs> isn't it like sweaty spent. glycerin oh, it's like God. that kind of shoddy quality oh, dildo uh, yeah um anyway uh the oh weren't you the one who told me about the type two the type two? Yeah. Diabetes? From... No. <laughs> do, do, do you read Oh Joyce Eric Moments? Oh, the oh, Joyce yeah. Sex Toy. Yeah. The form yeah. two. Yeah. She reviewed that last week, and I yeah. and I thought of you guys because yeah. you guys were all like, She's using it wrong. Then I. Really? Wait, how do you use that wrong? I'm not gonna talk about it on this podcast. No, but it's funny because yeah, let's make this podcast as awkward as possible. I saw a whole bunch of women online were like, "Oh yeah, that's that that form two is the shit." It is the Cadillac of vibrators. What what company makes that? It's from Jimmy Jane. Jimmy Jane is the best sex toy company out just because they package their shit like a way that you shouldn't be ashamed of it. Did you ever use the gloves I got you from Jimmy Jane once? Did you get electrocuted? Hey, they so they have these like Freddy Krueger style like thumbtacks. No, they look like they look like Spider-Man's oh web shooters. Yeah, <laughs> which is and they, like, like tie your fingers. Yeah, and they're supposed to make it so you can like give massages with the pads of your fingers. I, I did. I use it to get massages. I massage. thought that was gonna go completely the different direction. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna say they're like these gloves with tiny little dildos at the ends of each of the fingers. Well, if 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 you're falling, the, have you no! seen Edward Penis <laughs> No, if you're Jennifer Conley and you're falling down a hole full, it's, it's faces. <laughs> Okay, in a hole? stop right there. Seriously, you can right there. even make the hands talk. Shut up. Any- I'm shoving with your mouth. Anyway, so, those. so. Hey, Bill, uh, what you do this week? Uh, <laughs> I did use to give a massage. It's bad for massage. I'll just say that. Well, massages aren't supposed product. to be about vibrating hands. It's supposed to be about. Be. Like, I've had, there are, there do exist, like, m- massage things that are, like, they, they're like these things you put on your hands. But it's mostly about the manual, shit. like, people pushing your shit around, not they just, like. They made them back in the 1800s. That's right. <laughs> they certainly weren't for hysteria at all. No. <clears throat> anyway, Bill, what'd you do this week? Man, so I, I'm going, this book, Heavenly Bodies, yeah. it was one of the books I bought with uh, uh, Sean Bach's uh, Amazon stuff. It's it's this book about these uh, these corpses they found in a Roman tunnel beneath the Vatican, in the 1500s, mm-hmm. that the church went, oh shit, well, if these bodies must date from the first century AD, these guys must be um, the bodies of Christian martyrs. And they started selling these corpses off to churches all over Europe. And uh, I guess it was just happening just as the Protestant refer- uh, Reformation was going on. Okay. Bill's killing the podcast with talk about Protestant <laughs> Reformation. No, you're fine. So, I like this. And it's this a propaganda book. war against Protestantism. Uh-huh. They said, hey, if you buy our collectible cor- saint corpses, 
and put gold on them and put them in your church, then God's going to be like, okay with that. And so all these churches wind up with all these, putting these corpse, saints of supposed corpses up in their churches, like gilding them with like gold and jewels. I think uh, uh, these are known as the corpse saints. If you just Google the corpse, no, the catacomb saints, that's what it is. You'll find pictures online. Crazy fucking uh, corpses just laid in gold and jewels and stuff like that. Which is funny too, because like, I guess the gold and jewels that they laid these corpses with and like, and display in church, supposed to be representative of the riches you get in heaven if you're a good person. But doesn't that also kind of quit the fact that like, when you die, like you leave all this behind? It seems kind of a weird, like... Well, I was telling Bill, what weirds me out the most about Catholic, yeah. Catholics believe in the resurrection of the body. The reason why Although all if you're these... going to come back, the, the physical, the actual body, like, yeah. so if you're going to be resurrected, yeah. you're going to get resurrected in the coffin? Yeah. Well, okay. no, your your body will be, you will be drawn from the earth just like Christ was drawn from the catacombs. Oh, okay. But that's why Catholics don't do, like, uh, you know, that's why they don't do, uh, uh, what's it, cremation or anything yeah. like well, that. That's well, that's how they, know, they that's how they figured these corpses when they found them. Because they were interred, and almost no one got interred back in the day, mm-hmm. unless you were Christian, because they believed in the resurrection, yeah. yeah. So it's like, we're gonna uh, chop up your bodies into bits, and, you know, bling them out, but it's all good, don't worry about it. Yeah. It's all good. But anyway, that's a very cool book. Yeah, it's called Heavenly Bodies. I've got another book about death and stuff coming from the same author, also from Sean Baca's gift to us. Uh, I've been... Oh, the other big thing I bought with uh, Sean Baca money was Star Wars Blueprints. It's this giant... I, I should pull it up sometime. It's this giant fucking like 40 pound book that is just nothing but the blueprints from star wars of like the blueprints they used to build the sets the blueprints they used to build r2d2 like the actual yeah not like like faux blueprints no it's like real thing well you know what the real blueprints because they don't look like uh cartoon wily coyote blueprints. yes because that's how everyone tries to like this is a real blueprint of how statue of liberty was built but it's on you know no it's it's it's, it really is like you could use these blueprints to Kind of build some of the stuff we wanted to, but like all the sets and everything. That's like that. great, it's cool. man. It's fucking. It's one of the biggest books I ever had. He beat literally beat someone to death with this book. It's fucking fantastic. Which, depending on how this podcast goes, I may need. So I think the movies from the million fucking yeah. and things fold out. And it's That's super pretty gorgeous. Sweet, Bill. Yeah. Aww. What else did I use that? Did... Oh, I pre-ordered my wife a copy of Byzantium, the terrible Gemma Arterton movie. Which one's that? Uh, it's a vampire movie. All I know is that it has Gemma Arterton and the chick from Hannah. As vampires. That's all I know about. Yes. And uh, Jim Arterton at some point in the movie is a stripper prostitute. This is what the animated gifts on Tumblr have talked about. You have not seen it yet? Stripper prostitute? (laughs) Is that a good thing? Well, I'm never... Is she nude? Uh, She's nude enough, (laughs) my friend. What's nude enough? Do you see, like... She's like a... She's like a... Has she been nude in anything? Yes, she has, but we've talked about this at length. It's hot and not well, hot. Well, I've only seen really her questionable. Wait, what? No. There's a really, really good movie nipples? called The Disappearance of Alice Creed. Was she it's a naked fantastic that? movie. Well, that's not supposed she's to be an erotic thing. Yeah, yeah, it is not supposed to be erotic at all. And she's really, really good. But at the same time, it's naked Jeff Arterton. That's very confusing. To be fair, a movie about a British woman being kidnapped by two gay guys cannot be that erotic. You'd be wrong, my friend. <laughs> Why am I suddenly slanting British women? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Helen. We love you. Oh. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, Bill, what else you do? She's British, right? Not Helen. We know Helen Maxwell Motley's British. Kim Arden, she's from Britain. Are you calling? Why are you calling her Helen? <laughs> I literally presume you're talking about Helen Mirren. No, Helen she's <laughs> British. She's hot. So I many hot British ladies. Oh, Emma Green. <laughs> now Bill's on the podcast. Bill is going to start identifying. I'm now having a hot montage. 
montage of hot British ladies in my mind. So speaking of hot montage, because last episode we talked about Oliver Reed. I was talking about the pal about Oliver Reed. Oh, because I was talking about Curse of the Werewolf. I was Googling Oliver Reed roles. Because when I think of Oliver Reed, I think of him as Athos in in, um, uh, Three Musketeers. And you found his recipe for Oliver Reed's roles. (laughs) With tarragon and rosemary. It's a really good joke. Maybe mostly. I'm so glad Dave was here to experience that in person. Welcome to our podcast, Daniel. So- where you can't get a word in word in edgelight. So uh, I expected a must. <laughs> I didn't know he was in Oliver as Bill Sykes. I think they sung one of the songs from Oliver at his funeral. Uh-huh. I've never seen Oliver. I've never seen Oliver, so I don't know who the Bell Sykes is. But yeah, I thought I started thinking shit. about it. Here's here's my abrupt detour. I why I brought, needed to bring up where I got to this detour, I don't know. <laughs> okay. But um the other person who I'm attracted to that played Bill Sykes is Tom Hardy. And it got me thinking about Tom Hardy roles, where I should have boners for him. And he was in Wuthering Heights. And abstractly, Tom, Tom Hardy, Hardy as Heathcliff is fucking brilliant. Because he's just a big old brute. and he's, The fat you know, orange cat? Heathcliff? <laughs> you know, when he puts a fish in his the mouth, poor man's out Garfield. Who was the head of the junkyard gang who had the like little pimp hat? In the Heathcliff cartoon. Heathcliff is the only name I remember from that show. <laughs> I had Heathcliff books. I, had I whole, gotta Google this. You know this. those little paperback comic collections mm-hmm. you could get? Like, I had a bunch of those in Heathcliff, actually. Heath- but anyway. Heathcliff was the comic you got from the library when you exactly. were out of Oh, uh, yeah, I was about to exactly. say, yeah. I used, I used, man, I used to make a mint at school drawing pictures. People loved, wanted me to draw Garfield all the fucking time. And you just draw Heathcliff, and you're just laughing to yourself. <laughs> The truth. <laughs> I put tits on him and I laugh even harder. <laughs> anyway, moral of the story. Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats. Wait, wait, hold on, go ahead. <laughs> Spike. No, that's the name of the dog. What's the name of the dog? Oh, Riff Raff. Riff Raff was the, he was a cat who worked at the junkyard, lived at the junkyard. He had a Cadillac and there was this driving oh white God. cat and there was this black cat. Was he you guys never saw this cartoon? So Tom Hardy is Keith, you say. Yeah, tell us about it. So it's really upsetting because the woman who plays Catherine is beautiful. And they have amazing chemistry as in they are now engaged. Like they are actually together. Wait, that is t- wait who plays Keith Cliff? Who are we talking about now? <laughs> talking about my boyfriend Tom, okay, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Okay, yeah. So this but, is a production of Wuthering Heights. Yeah, so okay. it's about like five years ago maybe. But anyway, what kills oh me God. is that his hair is all long and scraggly. And yeah. he's like bare ass shaved. Like baby's ass. He looks like he's trying to do Alan Rickman as Snape cosplay oh. it could not be less it's are you suggesting Oliver Reed should have played Heathcliff well yes that's kind of because well, that's because Dylan and I were watching uh we were watching uh Curse the Werewolf and Dylan said, said exactly the same yeah. thing yeah he would have been because well, he dresses kind of like of that time and everything like he's essentially dress like, dress he like. Gives I've good never proof. read Hug Weather Heights so I don't know I don't only know Cliff Heath uh, Heathcliff is a fucking idiot asshole uh, he's, he's she's a, isn't he surely like wife abuser or something? Uh, well, it's complicated. Does he also eat fish? <laughs> he's <and> crazy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's bones left. It was amazing. Oh, <laughs> That's the creator of Heathcliff's fault for like saying. <laughs> that, if you know your cat character and you call him Holden Caulfield, you can't expect shit when people confuse Holden Caulfield and Holden Caulfield for the rest of uh, My existence. favorite part of the Holden Caulfield uh, 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 cat comic <laughs> is when he nursed up the teeth. <laughs> Oh, shit! <laughs> 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 
didn't become a lit teacher, right? <laughs> End of story. So, so who's I went to Texas. I'm going to change something. Oh, no, Looney Tunes, going back to cartoons, you do have. <laughs> I would name him George. <laughs> who's the big, uh, like, a bottle Gossamer. Gossamer, and he's like. I will he, him and yeah, him I've him been a minute. Him. Yeah, that's yeah. that's of Mice of Men. Is that? There's no conclusion to the spot of thi- uh, line of thinking. Wait, how is that Mice of Men? That's because that's the big guy who squashes the bunny rabbits with his bare hands. Is that hands. a line from Mice of Men? Yeah, of men. There's Mice, the one guy named Mice. <laughs> there's of men is the big dumb guy. <laughs> who gets shot at the end. I'd like to say this is exactly what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is it. We should charge tickets. We haven't even really gotten to what Annie's I know, what <laughs> And all I did was flip out about about Protestants and, and Heathcliff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? Listen, person, how little editing we do. I just so, assumed Bill didn't do any. No, that's correct. I don't even know if there's gonna be music on this week's podcast. So I went to Texas, everybody. Yeah, I went to Texas. Saw my sister get hitched. She's now Mrs. Butts. God bless her. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, Mrs. Butts. Mrs. Butts. Uh, no, it was a really lovely trip, ate oh. a lot of good food, uh, I don't really have much to say about it, it was great, I went, got to take fully to my favorite museum in the world, and got to go to the stockyards and sit on a steer, that was pretty sweet, but, uh, the most interesting part, it was, as we flew back, we flew Virgin Airlines, flew a different flight out than I did come back, and, uh, thank you, Bill. <laughs> I tried to cover it. <laughs> Bless you. Ooh. So... <laughs> Just got caught in his own burp chamber. Oh, God. At least so, I only had ramen for lunch. Oh, God. Yeah, ramen burps are never bad. <laughs> so. so I thought I was going to eat a fish and catch a bone. Annie's telling a story. <laughs> okay, but you're... On the flight back. On the flight back. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Let's keep him around. On the, way, on the flight back, I, I flew Virgin Airlines. And everyone is freaking out about me flying Virgin Airlines because it's so great and so fantastic. Well... Uh, they are, they supposed, are they known to be good? Well, they're spo- I don't know. Everyone is saying how amazing it is, and like the food's good, and like the service, the service is great, and all this space agey stuff. There's Wi-Fi. They mm-hmm. charge you for the Wi-Fi. Eight bucks for thirty minutes. It's Fuck like being in a hotel noise. for thirty minutes. Thirty minutes, dude. Oh, that's Fuck bullshit. That noise. Yeah. The um, rather than having the attendant do the safety demonstration with like you know exits, there's a video. There's a video, and after the video, there's these screens on the back of every single seat. After the video, you had to watch three commercials. You could not turn off the screen. That's fucked up. The sound was piped in through the cabin. This is the part of the flight where you have to turn off all electronic devices. It was, and then like you can't look away because there's fucking TVs everywhere. All I could do was close my eyes and plug my ears if anyone watch these guys. And then if you close your eyes, this <laughs> is like, that was a bit awesome for anybody know, looking at you yeah. just sitting there like a two year old. I mean, I sat there, I just sat there fuming is what I did. I was like, I don't know. It'd be one thing if it were like an ad supported flight. Yeah. Where it's like, well, knock fifty bucks off your ticket if you you know watch. But we're already milking it for this much money, yeah. anyway, and then we're gonna make you watch Fuck three them. commercials. Yeah. Fuck that noise. But Bill will be excited because using this TV technology, they have, uh, you know, you can see things. You can, like, see Google Map and see where the plane is and your velocity and how high you are. Well, you're flying after, yeah. And you can listen to music and you can play games on the screen, but you can also watch TV. They have direct TV. So I got to watch the Disney Channel, and I finally got to watch Gravity Falls. Finally. You've never seen Gravity Falls before? No, you've yelled at me a million times I'll to watch Gravity Falls. I've been talking about that for a year now. Yeah. What did you think of Gravity Falls? It was great. I laughed so Which hard. Which episode did you see? It was the episode where Uncle Stan, excuse me, uh, Grunkle Grunkle Stan, Stan. Yeah. Grunkle Stan decides to make some money by having a dance. 
And it was, and, and so Dipper makes all the clones. So oh, have paper jam Dipper. <laughs> I laughed so hard. That is my favorite episode. <laughs> it was That's, so... You know what? You may not even actually even have to watch it anymore. Because that is a pure essence of Gravity Falls with that episode. I laughed so hard. So here I am sitting on this plane with have like a little... Have you seen Gravity Falls before? No. There was one oh, it's, joke it's on there. Time, yeah. And I just laughed so hard. It's when uh, uh, Mabel is trying to distract, or Dipper, is trying to distract the DJ, who's the big dumb dude. Yeah. With the with like a little um, laser pointer. Yeah. And there's a dot. She so she they shine a dot on him, and I'm like, hey, there's a dot behind you. You should look. And he turns. Is like Cecily along the lines of, oh my god, I'm so glad I turned around for this. This did not disappoint. <laughs> I laughed so hard. It's, it, it's an inequality show where. Yeah, I, it's also really pretty. The animation character design is really gorgeous. gorgeous. But also, yeah. it's, 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 it's funny and it's also just, It's Seth yeah. Morgan. Yeah. I've seen one episode. Yeah. yeah. Watch the dance episode. It's a good one to bring Yeah, in. I think the episode is, it may be just be called Paper Jam Dipper or something like that, but oh my god, it is yeah. fucking, yeah. Oh my god, that Paper Jam Dipper. <laughs> so I came home and immediately bought the first season on iTunes oh really very and, cool yeah, yeah. I'm working my way through uh, you know the first season though I don't think that's all the episodes that aired because I, I've mentioned yeah. this in the podcast before where when the show first started airing uh, people, a couple people I knew on Twitter were talking about it, and I yeah. and, and I think I think iTunes may have had one episode for free and I was like oh this is cute enough I'll definitely throw down for this show and so I bought what I thought was going to be the first season turns out it was only the first half of the season yeah it was only 10 episodes so if you want the second half you have to pay extra. Bill, I may look in your internet dumpster and see what I can find. <laughs> How did you know I already found the second half of my internet dumpster? <laughs> well, that's the thing. They also put out, they, they finally for, uh, put out a Gravity Falls uh, uh, DVD set last week, but it's only select, it's only random assortment of, I, uh, or, or it's yeah. just like the first six episodes. Yeah. If they just put out the whole season, like, like they're, uh, Disney's totally doing that cartoon. Oh, this, this well, is the way a lot of cartoon for, television goes. It's what you do for kids' DVDs. Yeah. Like, the kids don't care about season boxes. Because it's not that kind of television. And yeah. a, lot, a lot of TV shows aren't displayed in seasons either. Yeah. They just put out a whole, like, Adventure Time. Mm -hmm. Even though, even though there's there's actual, like, story arcs and character growth. Yeah. They, they just seasons. keep on pumping out episodes. Yeah. Not, and and the, 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 the show is broken up into seasons, but it's not really... Yeah. Like it's sometimes one season starts and and begin ends and begins within one week of each other. It's yeah, not like you have, yeah. yeah, it's not like nor a normal television. But still, when it comes to charging people and organizing how the when it yeah. comes to video and stuff, I mean, as an more. I am appalled at the actions of well, the Disney Channel. <laughs> as adults become giant children more and more often, you have to start like thinking about okay, we have children's entertainment. We have to expect that adults are going to be buying this. Like it's like the My Little Pony, like Doctor Who. There's all this stuff that exists out there ostensibly for children. That a lot of the money being made off of that shit is being paid for adults to be used by adults. I have more Adventure Time toys in my home than my five-year-old niece does. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, nice shirt. Oh by man, the way. Uh, at the airport, at the Oregon, the Portland airport, the mm -hmm. first thing I saw as I got off the plane was a gift shop filled with My Little Pony merchandise. Oh really? It was right across Aww. from the Pendleton store. What? Nothing but creepy neck beards just <laughs> lurking outside What's of it. The Pendleton store. Pendleton Wool Mills. They're a um they've like a been a, well no they've been a wool company in Oregon for the last hundred years 
Oh, so it's like clothing. They have really stuff. well. They they their whole thing is that they made wool here in Oregon, and oh, they still okay. do some degree, but they also do overseas. But they make like wool shirts and flannel shirts and shit. And do they really have blankets. the ponies, ponies, or do they have the human ponies stuff? Yeah, the pony ponies. That freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> I'm more comfortable being sexually attracted to these ponies than these. No, but women. once a person is. I'm wrong. sorry. That is mean. I'm sorry. I feel bad. I didn't know what you said. <laughs> I was I, lost in my own reverie. I apologize immediately. That was not. That was uncalled for. Is it so it's okay to want to have sex with a pony? <laughs> I'm not, saying that, I'm not even okay. saying it is bad. That's fine. That's what you... Change the subject slightly. <laughs> Thank you. Very quickly. Uh, since it was your family's affair, I'm assuming there were no terrible uh, outfits at the wedding by guests. <laughs> no. Ugh. Because the wedding I went to at the yeah. first part of this month, there was a, a fine older gentleman that was... Da- Clad in a uh, camo hunting vest, oh, oh, macho, I tweeting those about this. macho matching camo uh, baseball cap, Ugh. and I was like, "Wow!" At the you go to a ceremony? wedding like that, yeah. And even then see another the reception dude, another dude down. strolled in in a sleeveless biker mm. shirt, jeans with a Mountain Dew tucked into his back pocket. Well, Andy showed up in a, in a brutal legend belly shirt. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, but it's signed by Tim Schafer. Because it's Rocktober. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Touche. Thank you, friend. No, but no. Yeah, I would. The last wedding I went to before my sister's was like that. We talked about that. But yeah, I saw your pictures and they made my heart hurt. Who it the was, fuck? It was a super vegan wedding too. Uh, oh no, it was so vegan. So, uh, so Hunter guy showed up at a vegan wedding. Yeah, and he was bitching the entire time. Just, I was gonna he say, was looking at the the centerpieces on the table, which were like cabbages and peppers, and he's right. like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> Just track, no, like I'm getting not. the food, being like, "This isn't any good." Is <laughs> I don't know why he's strong, bad, but apparently he is. <laughs> I was <about> say, <laughs> what is this garbage? It's gonna be all terrible. Something <laughs> not. Is he okay, bad. strong bad? Is he <laughs> okay? <laughs> From the Wii game, the the, the Telltale uh, oh, really? Strong Bad the games. Inter- oh, you need to you need to spend a week. Going Which I the, saw. Their website. I think AV Club, uh, theonion.com had a retrospective about how, despite the fact that Strong Bad, uh, the host Homestar Runner, is less than a decade old, old, it's already become this weird internet relic. Where yeah. they, well, they stopped yeah. producing yeah. that show like a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's it's already kind of like guys become... work on Yoga. You'll yeah. gabba gabba. And now. and yeah. the and the other one works on Gravity Falls. Yeah, yeah. they're brilliant. Uh, yeah, those are. Those are the cleanest and funniest cartoons on. I need to go. Strong well, emails are amazing. Teen Girl Squad Teen is Girl my Squad. favorite. Yeah, exactly. Teen Squad. Well, yeah, it's funny. Most of context. I know more of that just from the, yeah from the Telltale games than anything else. But yeah, I need to go back and watch some of that stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I was thinking about that the other day. I know some. I I, uh, I was thinking someone made an allusion to the hamster dance. And I know people who are older than the hamster, or who are younger yeah. than the hamster yeah. dance. That is. Look at all the animated gifts. <laughs> What else happened? What else? So I watched Gravity Falls. I went to Texas. Uh, I went to the comic shop this week. I picked up... Man, the newest sixth gun. Shit's getting real in the sixth Is that series fun. ending anytime soon? Is it, there any shape to that story? Yes. Where, oh, it's okay. very clearly... I think we're about ha- a little over halfway through. Oh, okay. Highly recommend... Oh, shit. I haven't sent out any of the copies that I gave away. At this Happy one hundred anniversary! Winners. Now that we've got free stuff, free stuff and free co-hosting from from our friends, we we're don't done. care about it. As a, yeah. we're, sh- we're closing shop Daniel, after this episode. Can you 
You know what's the saddest thing? My desk at work is not even like 10 feet away from a little UPS station. I I've got this. a goddamn home printer here. I can oh, help you ship those too. I'm a monster. Yeah. I apologize right now to all our winners. Oh, shit. Oh, man. One of the winners of the. Um, uh, um, uh, Gone home? No, no, no. The other thing we did. The uh, the Hate Plus game. I uh, never gave him his game. <laughs> I am a monster. Wow. I am a monster. No wonder our readership is declining, even as this episode <laughs> progresses. I, you know, for a podcast, oh. having your readership decline <laughs> is pretty severe. <laughs> so long as your listenership stays That's steady. Exactly. Right. exactly. Anyway, I went to the comic shop. Six Gun is getting fucking intense as hell. I'm going to say it for the billionth time. Read the Six Gun. I need to catch up on so that. I've got all the good. issues. I've got like, the first five trade paperbacks over there. Every single issue lately has been nonstop. Oh, shit. Some. Like, over and over. You can read it while you watch Adventure Time. Yeah! And while well, well, on one water and while we'll Gravity Falls on the other. Because <laughs> I need go. to catch up on Gravity Falls. I still haven't watched the second half of the first season. So, uh, I also picked up Pretty Deadly, which is really, really interesting. Which is another weird western? It's another weird western thing. And Bill was, Bill was talking to me. He's like, oh man, you and weird western. Weird west. Well, just because you're reading that and Sex Gun yeah. right now at the well, same time. Well, it's interesting because it made me think about weird west. I'm not, I'm not necessarily... Uh, like, Weird West isn't necessarily my number one jam. It's not like you still have your tickets up from seeing the Wild Wild West <laughs> 12 years ago. Well. Who doesn't? Yeah, that was... Man, that, that video... That, that kinky wow, wow. Kenneth Branagh chamber... <laughs> woof. Was my sexual awakening. No, but uh, the... Uh, well, I did have naked Salma Hayek in a water tower. Oh, is that is that that movie? Yes, it is. I also had... What, it had Dave... Yeah. Dave. Oh man, that movie. Was that the last movie he ever did? He got drummed out of Hollywood. <laughs> no. He's like, we're gonna give you, you no. we're gonna give you plus one for a fish called Wanda and Dave. <laughs> no, because Kevin Klein's still kicking around doing both burgers. Oh, that's right, I forgot. About Is uh, that. Mr. Fish? Fish burner. Burner. Yeah. Fish belly. <laughs> White belly. I don't know. We're gonna sit here and just go. Oh, I'm grabbing the phone. <laughs> remember the time? Oh, remember show? Remember, remember things? <laughs> remember this? Uh, no, Pretty Deadly is pretty. Okay. It's pretty. You showed me one it. issue. It is, is it? very Carlos Speed well, McNeely. Well, it's only this week. No, uh, but n- I, it's only one issue out of it. It's really good so far. Do you have an Damn. off-brand phone, Daniel? It's HTC. What's that? It's an I Android. I love that network. It's an Android. <laughs> Every time I see someone with a phone that's not an iPhone, I'm like, oh my god, you're a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're brave. <laughs> I saw... Yeah, anyway, yeah, I can go. Anyway, what, what else? Hey, what Bill, else? Tell me about the making of the Return of the Jedi and how it's a bummer. I finished reading Making of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> it was a bummer. It one made me kill myself. <laughs> well, no, Return of the uh, Return of the Jedi was the first big Star Wars movie I got into a kid. That came mm-hmm. out when I was eight years old. So that came yeah. right like that. That was like the first big fantasy movie I really got into as a kid. And reading this book about the making of Return of the Jedi and how everyone was like just really like. Oh God, we can't just wait. We can't wait to get done with Star Wars because Star Wars is bullshit. Yeah. And like even these special effects crew, they were burnt out from doing all these other special effects movies between The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And, yeah. and then they were just like, and everyone's just like talking shit about the Ewoks, and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe we're working on this movie that ends with a goddamn teddy bear picnic. <laughs> and I'm like, everyone acknowledges Return of the Jedi is not a very good movie. But I'm like, I'm just like. Come on, guys. <laughs> like, no one. Like, even, like, Larry Kasdan, who wrote the yeah. movie, like, in, in interviews, he's like, yeah, this movie's kind of not very good. I'm just like, oh, man, come on. And so, it just, it's just weird to see, like, uh, something that was so formative to you as a kid. Yeah. Even if you object, even as an adult, you can say, well, that, that's not very good. Yeah. Still, like, man, even, like, it was produced in the most kind of, like, cynical kind of perspective where it's like, oh, man. 
Yeah. Like, George Lucas only made that movie just to be done with Star Wars so he could, like, get on with his life and raise his kids. So he could kids. make Howard the Duck. I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and then uh, we, we watched Pacific Rim here at the house last week. Mike Russell, front of the podcast, Mike Russell, he dropped off an issue of the Howard the Duck comics adaptation. Wow. The adaptation of the movie, which is already based off a of Marvel comic. <laughs> Uh, written and drawn by Kyle Baker. Really? Of all things, yeah. Kyle Baker. Do you know who Kyle Baker is, Daniel? He did... That's going to make think... a bad joke, but I don't want to be Bill. Uh, <laughs> no, you should really read, was it Wally the Clown? Wa- yeah, Wally, no, Wally, oh, fucking, wait. Wally the Cowboy Clown? Yeah, Wally the Cowboy. Wally the Cowboy is a really good comic. It's actually empirically a really good comic. It's, 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 it's a graphic novel, too. It's not even like like yeah. it's available in floppies or anything. I haven't read comics and graphic novels since the 90s when I could afford it. Yeah, That's okay, because well, Kyle Baker's yeah. kind of career died after oh, man, the 90s, Oh, man, Kyle too. Baker's fascinating, because he has this really great, loopy, cartoony He's style. He's one of the best cartoonists ever. Appealing. And he, at some point, decided... Probably, Cow- the Cowboy Wally Show. Cowboy Wally Show. I probably know his art. I just... Yeah, well, the thing is, is that he at some point decided, well, I can draw really, really well, but I should do, like, 3D, like, poser comics. Yeah, he, he, and... on Facebook now, he puts up, like, poser comics that are trying to, like, using 3D modeling to are to kind of, like, replicate his really loose, organic, two-dimensional drawing yeah. style, and it just looks ghastly. Isn't that kind of what furries do? Hey, yeah. just use Be poser. nice to furries, you guys. <laughs> Man, pose... I didn't say anything mean about it. I was making poser is the mark jo- of what comics. you have to resort to when you can't find anyone sick enough to draw whatever your fetish is. Yeah. So Aww. now I'm just going to slam. <laughs> I feel bad. So what we're saying? Fetishes. So what we're, we're just driven off all of our fans who have to be <laughs> My Little Pony fans who cre- who create Second Life fantasies and poses. So speaking of furries, back when I was in Texas, oh, I was looking right. through all of my ch- childhood art. And it is like wall to wall oh, yeah. furry stuff. You're just a furry. nonstop. I was Not totally... a sexual furry, but yeah, you're I, a... well that's why I left furry fandom as a young person. Because yeah, it's like I don't yeah. want to have an erection for an otter. I don't want to draw them. <laughs> so um uh but I found well, all this furry shit. Before I... I found out about furries, I was really into uh what is it, Fred Perry's gold digger. Yeah. I, his art was amazing. There's to a me, lot but... of really good art in furry. But then though. I found out about all the the weird stuff and I was like, ah, I probably shouldn't be seen in public with this comic. See, that's the sad thing about furry fandom. It's one of those things, which unfortunately is like kind of the broad brush. That that's why I feel terrible for making any jokes about My Little Pony fandom, because you for every single fetishes, there's the person, there's the Annie Maloney in the room, just like I just really like My Little Ponies. <laughs> God damn it! And then I feel like an asshole. But anyway, I found all this furry art, including one that was a self portrait I drew myself when I was eight years old, where it just says, "This is me." And I'm wearing my soccer uniform. The color is all correct. Is it that I'm a black wolf? For no apparent reason? <laughs> yeah. Well, you were in a wolf phase, though, I right? Was, oh, well, I was in a wolf phase from the time I was born to approximately 18. Six months after you were living in Portland. Let's be honest. Still in a wolf phase. Let's be honest here, friend. Who returned to This is a black wolf, though. No one, like, you, you like, yeah, that's kind of weird. I, when yeah. I met, you met Jill, my friend Jill. She came visit a couple years ago when we lived in the shithole house. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So she, had, she was one of my best friends back in Texas. And one of the first things that came out of my mouth when I first met her was, I'm a wolf, but my fur is invisible. That is a sentence I said to another human who then was friends with me for nine years. It's okay. I had to go to therapy after years after my parents found my stash of Jessica Rabbit drawings that that uh, I would draw Jessica Rabbit and crayon with like an arrow point that says me. <laughs> Pointed at her tits specifically. Was Jessica Rabbit 
a rabbit, or was it just that she had married Roger no, Rabbit? No, and that's what her surname. thing is. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, okay. she was. That's why everyone's kind of flipped out with Roger Rabbit. Kid, They're like, how did she, how did they work together? Like, yeah. even physically, like, what? Like, like Annie Cave. <laughs> 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 it ain't that hard. That movie is so goddamn stupid. Oh, how the hell did we get here? I was sitting here trying to remember how we got here. I don't, I, I don't remember. Man, so yeah, the you never ending story. Return of the Jedi. Do you have anything else to say about me? Never ending story is good. Oh. I don't whim. I decided, decided to watch Never Ending Story this yeah. week. It blew my mind. How depressing that damn movie is. Yeah, I haven't seen it in like 20 years. I before the podcast, you did your great impression of the rock fighter. I wouldn't call it a great impression. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last time you guys seen the I, I watched it a couple years ago, actually. Yeah, I saw it not too recently. Yeah, it's, it's, I've it's actually so... really good. And then I fast forward through the Swamp of Sorrows. And... <laughs> yeah, That's dude. Good. Yeah. Well, I've told you. I, I See, the thing is that for 100 episodes, I've told all my stories. <laughs> although, although. I still don't know what the hell he named his, the, the star child. He just goes out the window and goes, Hey, Joe, how's it going? I said he's supposed to actually be saying something because yeah, he's, he's supposed just to be saying the, the name. But he's no? just, yeah, moon child or whatever. Yeah, it's just, but, Joe, Joe, Joe. It's like, that's your climax of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and Atreyu disappears. Yeah. He totally shows up and he's like, hey, princess lady. It's puberty during filming. Yeah, no, he shows up. What happens? He goes into the princess's quarters and he sees the princess and okay. that reads, results in one pube just sprouting out. And that's when the nothing gets him. No, the nothing you, is puberty. You want to have a good time, watch the next two movies. Oh, I've heard about this. Does <laughs> the kid who killed himself play Bastion? Yes. Yes. I think yeah. remember that the second one wasn't bad. Uh, I vaguely remember this. Uh, this because you're 12. But I was. I was going to say I was yeah. 12. See, the Neverending Story first came out when I was like like 13. Like, oh man, because I remember I used to slag on. I never hated the Neverending Story, but I used to think, oh man, Star Wars is so much better than this. <laughs> no. Because I was that like nuts. that as a kid. Now, in retrospective, like, I wish I could go back and tell myself, a no. kid self, and that, you know you're what? Wrong. This is actually more inventive and more interesting than yeah. any new Star Wars movie man, that's ever come out. I wish we had that, because we're going through this dark fantasy phase in yeah. films right now, but it's not really necessarily interesting fantasy. The world is not interesting. It's about the characters in it, and those yeah. characters aren't necessarily interesting. At least in those movies, like, the world, it wasn't necessarily thought out, but at least with fucking interesting. Park? Yeah, yeah. Where's our Elf Quest movie? <laughs> What's the story? Is always, if you put ears on a tree. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But you know what? It's Cutter okay. and Leia. Come on. Where are they? <laughs> it was a terrible movie. I'm going to say oh, it again. It was no. a terrible movie. But Humble Cats Grand don't Witch dance. Hunters at least had a Cats fucking... don't dance. How'd you get there? Cats and furries. He's me of how much I love oh. Cats and Oh, okay. No, everyone says that's a good movie. I need to see it again. All I remember is the baby screaming. I could sing the entire... Like the uh, uh, libretto of Cats Doing Dance, if you prompted me, so I won't. But uh, no, so uh, Hansel Grown Witch Hunters was a terrible movie, but at least had a dude in a suit, like that 16 puppeteers, like manipulating. Oh, that kind of stuff. Ooh, okay, yeah. I still haven't seen that. Speaking of, terrible, that was good. one of the questions I was going to ask you guys what's your favorite practical effects of all time? Of any kind of movie? Yeah. Oh man, pretty much anything that. <laughs> Excluding Edward Penis Hands. <laughs> Well, it's amazing. Like you got makeup effects. Like you could be like anything from thing from like any of like George Romero zombie movies yeah, or like your favorite I'm practical think, effects. That's something like man, I wish I had a week of repair. I was gonna like, say yeah. it, man. You I can give a regular one that. and then maybe a Halloweeny one since oh, Halloween's coming man. up. My like I'm thinking about makeup. Like what? Well, like like so much like the Jim Henson puppeteering stuff yeah. is fantastic. Um, I mean, it's a, it's gonna be a boring ass thing, but I always love matte paintings in mm. films. 
things. Like, yeah. I just like the idea of taking something mundane and, and doing this very basic I, thing. That I think the makeup effects in Baron Munchausen are beyond phenomenal. The old age I makeup. I still can't believe the old age makeup, especially on, on Munchausen himself, yeah. is fantastic. You watch Andrew was not actually that old. How, yeah. how did this yeah, how, yeah. 25 years like, later? It's because all those special effects artists from back then took it to their grave. Yeah, pretty much, That's dude. the terrible thing, because if anyone tries to make a push back towards more practical effects in movies, you're not going to have anyone to fall yeah. back on to do All those. this expertise yeah. is And that knowledge is, is, yeah, is getting lost. And yeah. they nice. point at Richard Nixon from Watchmen and say, you want more of that? Yeah. Because that's I mean, garbage. Practical effects, maybe the stop motion... At At Walkers and Empire Strikes Back, because that's such even mm-hmm. though it looks you go back and look at it dodgy now, but still yeah. like that's the only way they could get that done. All the clay animation from uh, the Avengers. My of, favorite practical uh, effect is yeah. the Go Motion Monster at the end of Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's my favorite pa- practical effect of all time? Anything in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. You know what? Actually, that might be my proud. <laughs> okay, here's my answer for best practical special effect ever in history. Actually, there's two of them in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> okay, yeah. there's one. Where he's, uh, when Pee-wee's first parking, uh, parking his bike and he's chaining it up to the clown mm-hmm. in the parking lot. I don't know if you guys even remember yeah. this scene. Right before it gets stolen. He mm-hmm. goes in the magic shop and it gets stolen. Anyway, he's pulling out his chain. It's an endless chain that's yeah. coming out of the storage compartment in the back of his bike. And you can see that it's obviously just a yeah. hole cut in the bottom of the chain. <laughs> it's just chain being fed up into the bike. Yeah, because if you watch it on the, like, cut for I... TV version... Where it's longer on the bottom. I've heard supposedly it was not meant to be seen that way, yeah. but when it the, the, the no, show, it's like yeah. the, the um, aspect ratio for television of yeah. Lord of the Rings. It changes, you can see yeah. Some of those shit. Yeah, yeah. some of the rafters the, and stuff yeah. like that. And later on, when Pee Wee is driving through the desert with the convict in the Cadillac, and the guys like driving down, and you see like these road signs are coming at them saying, "Oh, twisty road ahead." No boulders are coming down. And you, if you look at it, you realize that they're not moving. It's just a sign on a track. Yeah. You can see the track in the shot coming at you. And that just cracks you. I just love the fact that you went out of their way to show the stupid stuff in that movie. More talk about Pee-wee. Yeah. <laughs> Man, else? my favorite practical effect. We have to do a secret podcast next hell. week. Yeah. Oh, no. I know. The Muppets Viking in the Muppet movie. Oh, uh, that's, that's a good, good one. one. Yeah. Because I remember when yeah. I was a kid. That's one. Even I if... If if you st- if you put a gun to a lot of people's head now, yeah. they would have a hard time trying to figure I, out how that. How I that don't was know done. if it's true, but I saw something online the other day that said the giant animal head at the end of the Muppet movie is actual giant animal head. No, yeah, no, that that's real. They said that that's was the, ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> that ridiculous. I think they said uh, at the time that was the biggest puppet ever made for a yeah. motion picture, which was only eclipsed by Jabba the Hutt later on. But it was yeah. funny because Jabba the Hutt's not supposed to be giant, but in sheer just like sheer mass, Jabba yeah. the Hutt was bigger. But even though the, some like, of the stuff they did on the Jim Henson Hour. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Oh man, like that, it, the half half done elect, electric dragon. Yeah, is that the same thing? Uh, That's not the storyteller, right? No, that was that, part that, of the Jim Henson hour. Yeah, yeah. Have, the storyteller was kind of a storyteller. The, man, they they'd have the first part with all the Muppets in the studio doing their thing. Yeah. I love the man. And the then they have the, the second half would be a story like maybe Dog City or the storyteller. Oh, forgot about Dog City. Okay, so wish we had you on the Muppet podcast. So totally unrelated. Um, but speaking of HBO animation stuff, when I was a kid, I did not have HBO. But for one weekend, cable did like a free HBO weekend thing, like they do. And I was up way, way early one Sunday morning watching cartoons, and I flipped onto HBO, and there was a half-hour special. There were two in a row. One was stop-motion Shakespeare, and I found that one online. But the other one was stop-motion... Is that a compendium of different... Yeah, it's all Shakespeare I think I've seen it before, yeah. It was like a series. I found that one online. But the other one was stop-motion Greek mythology? 
And whenever I try to Google it and find it, if I Google any sort of HBO Greek mythology, I keep finding Storyteller. But there was, it was like this Do most Do you think it was made by the same people who did the Shakespeare? I looked into that and it was not, because okay. that was the most obvious thing I could Because I was shown, I went to this like uh, summer camp for uh, art people back in uh, my senior year of college, right before my senior year of college. And we, one of the things in our animation class, we were, I think yeah. we were probably shown that same Shakespeare, because yeah. I, was, I was blown away by yeah. some of this stuff. Because it was different stop motion styles yeah. and stuff. But yeah, if they did a Greek one, there, I don't. It was not the same studio. But yeah, but I understand. But if someone did something like that too, where and it's I've been just like different to moments. find it because at the time they showed Fuck. a bunch of them, and so I watched all this Greek mythology stuff, and it's beautiful. And there's all sorts of different styles of animation to them all. I vaguely remember that they were a Russian animation studio. Yeah. And I've not been able to find it. it drives me crazy. Yeah, I think I think we will, we will whip you till you finish. Your clan oh the making <laughs> Unfortunately, one of my least favorite practical effects has to be Falcor's head in the Neverland. <laughs> you realize, like, they, how do they have to add around the fact that they can't manipulate the lips enough to really make the lip sync work? Yeah. So he's like, "Hey, how?" He'll start moving his, his lips and suddenly, around. yeah. Well, that's funny because he's doing his like it is intricate because his tongue does my come favorite, out and stuff like that. You know, but then they have to cut away when he actually says most of his dialogue. Uh, my yeah. favorite practical effect is them boobies on those statues. <laughs> oh, when I, I was little, I'm like. Look at them boobies on them statues. I know that's how he was a European movie. Yeah. He got big titty statues. If I were yeah. to say otherwise, like my favorite practical effects would probably be pretty much everything in Return to Oz. Return to Oz scared the, the shit out of me. Well, the wheelers, of course, but, yeah. But like, that shit, but it's cool. Hey, stop motion, okay, that, was one of, that was another one of my questions. What's yeah. your favorite scary moment as a child from like a child film? It would be it would be Return to Oz. All Return to Oz scares the shit out of me. Still to this I day. I think about this. I'd, the I'd have... Banshee from Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Oh shit, son! So, <laughs> to, specifically, because like shit, I was scared son, by. Like, I ha- blocked that out. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even oh, seen that. Oh man, it's no, scary. Oh, shit. you got Sean they Connery that, singing in it. They do that double exposure thing, don't She's they? Like, I'm gonna get... sing a song. <laughs> Oh man, it's scary as hell. I know it's a big deal because yeah. like it's special effects stuff with all the midgets and not midgets, but like <laughs> they were regular sized people. They just shrunk them down. But <laughs> ah! <laughs> you know, it's little people is. Bill, what's your scariest moment from me? I'm trying to think a little the, the, that was. I'm trying to think of other scary. It doesn't have to anything. necessarily be a scary movie. It's just yeah. well, I know. a moment that scared us. you. So well, I think, like there was a thinking journey. of being scared of stuff as a kid. Not a lot because I was so into special movie special effects as a kid. There wasn't a lot, a lot yeah. that scared me. Halloween well, see, 3. that was the thing. When I got old enough that I really got into technical theater, that then a lot of the stuff I was like, there's some interested in how they did it. I'll have to update on next week's podcast. When I have some <laughs> I'm going to ask you a bunch it. of questions. You guys are going to be like. Talk about it for half an hour. Any questions? I think you give the thing us. that scared yeah. me the most about Return to Oz is that you and I. I know I talked about this, but like my context for Wizard of Oz, I'd never read any of the books. Was fucking Wizard of Oz MGM movie, yeah. and so I'm like, oh, I want to watch Return to Oz, thinking it's going to be somehow related, and it opens with her being fucking electrocuted, mm-hmm. and that flood. Like, that, in of itself, scared the hell out of me, much less when she actually goes to Oz. Have you ever seen Almost Famous? Because that actress shows up in that, and she's, like, she's naked or something. It kind of made me go, eh, I don't want to see... I want to see Return to Oz Dorothy titties hanging out. Why? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll see Emma Watson's titties hanging out. Hey, Bill, tell me about Cora Beginnings. Have you seen that? It's good. Do you, do you care about Legend of Cora, uh, Daniel? No. Man... <laughs> Uh, some a, people would say justifiably no. Did you ever watch Avatar: The Last Airbender? No. Oh man, one of the best TV shows. There's ever. a lot of time, you know. There's a lot of things on the podcast. I'm like, I should get into that, and I try, and then I'm like, eh, okay. It's not for me. Avatar, Avatar starts Last off slow. Yeah, like even I, having watched the whole thing, I'm trying to go back. And, and it's really daunting. It's, it's freaky. And it's also really daunting to be like, 
There's a lot of that to watch. <laughs> I don't know if I want to dedicate the time. At least, yeah. I mean, it's three seasons of show, but at least episodes only. Each episode will only happen. It's around. only three seasons because it feels. It's like, only three. I know. Yeah. From the way it goes online, oh, it man. feels like it went on forever. That first, that first season is rough. Rough. Yeah. <laughs> Dog joke. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and Legend of Korra has been rougher Rar. as a result. What did you give up? You haven't been watching any of them, I huh? watched the first two, the first, like, two-parter. Uh, so what the, So what they did with the these two episodes of Legend of Korra that just aired last weekend, uh, it's only... These are the first two Studio Beer ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it shows. It's yeah. the good animation studio. It jumps back to show the origin of the Avatar. Hmm. And it's done in a Chinese painting style. Yeah. And it just looks fucking gorgeous. I hate—I can't even talk about what's spo- what's spo- uh, spoiling what the hell happens in it. But it pretty much sets up the whole Avatar universe. You yeah. can watch it without even watching any other Legend of Korra. Actually, if I were gonna say, if you really try to get you into Le- uh, Avatar Legend of Korra, I'd say watch I watched, these two episodes just as I a taster. I watched of four taste or test. five of the episodes of Legend of Korra, and I was like. <sighs> Legend of Korra. Yeah. Okay, I yes. get it. I it's, get it. But Legend of Korra, on right the whole, has not been. It's pretty rough. Yeah. I, if I were not so into the particular nutrients that I got from the first season of Legend of Korra, I would not have liked it. The character's not as strong as yeah. in the Avatar really stuff. Though, and the yeah. story is. I mean, the story feels like a story that was gonna be grand and then got smushed and then awkwardly got. And grand they're again. still re- they're still like trying to recover from that too because there's a lot yeah. of going into the second season. They're 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 kind of like. Uh, they're, 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 uh, I don't know, I don't know how to say it, but, like, it's, they're... Well, all the narrative compression of the first season, because they didn't know how much more they'd get, and it's hard to go back from narrative compression. Yeah. Because a lot of your story points you've hit, so now where do you go? Yeah, because the second season, she's already the Avatar, it's not like she has anything to learn, but, like, she's kind of regressed emotionally, she's back to, like, what she was before the end, like, you think she'd be more of an adult now that she's the Avatar and kind of grown up a little bit, but she, I it's don't know. Weird it's weird because it's... for me, with most storytelling, I really get into, like, a, characters in a particular moment in their lives and that story of that moment in their lives. Yeah. And Korra, I like the characters, but not necessarily the stories the characters are put in. And I like the world, which I normally don't really notice. Yeah, that's that's the best part of the Avatar, I think. Is, but is... I could care less about the story. Mako's getting a little more interesting. Yeah. But no, these these two, yeah, it's beginnings parts one and two, and it really just does show how the whole Avatar cycle uh, started. And it's very, there's a lot of great jokes in there. Yeah. It's the animation is beautiful. There's a whole lot of crazy Miyazaki shit they're doing in yeah. terms of like character and spirit design. And yeah. it's, just, it's just really good. It was, it was one of the best... It's probably the best single hour of Avatar slash Legend Core that's been produced yet. Really? So, yeah. Even better than the first, than, than Avatar Last Year, but Yeah. Wow. Just because it sets up that everything, is. and it's just like... Yeah. Yeah, and in fact, actually, even with this, I almost kind of wish the, these two episodes had been the start of this season. Yeah. Because there's actual plot stuff that's been going on this season of Legend Core. Yeah. That makes more sense now that you've seen this. Well, Legend of Core, the first season, was so, just kind of skimmed over the spirits altogether. Yeah. That it's kind of strange to have the spirits be abruptly so important. Yeah. It makes sense thematically that Korra has blocked out those aspects of herself, and she lives in this place, in this city, that blocks out those aspects. But And now she's having to confront them. Like, oh, man, sense. I thought there's a twist in the episode before these two things where it's like, oh, shit, son! Oh, anyway. Does it involve Korra or Asami? No. See? And that's why I don't give a shit! Asami has penis. Uh yeah, Asami! That's the thing! Uh, this, this this whole season feels like it should have been the first season because all the characters introduced from Republic City are uh, until the last episode or two have been completely superfluous. Like, Asami, she's just hanging around for no reason. She's just well, like... it's hard. They very ah! clearly had no idea how to put her in this scenario. Yeah. You know? Because she's like... Yeah. Yeah. 
there's no way they could actually make her gay, which is kind of a shame. Well, even not even that. I like Asami so much as No, a but actually, that'd be a quick patch. Actually, to make both Asami and Korra more interesting would Problem be solved. actually that. If, yeah, and it would tear into the narrative. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And then Mako hangs himself. <laughs> And everyone cheers. Yeah. Anyway. So, Bill, tell me about uh, what you talked about all these things. Are I talked about all my stuff. Are, are you done with all your stuff? What have you been doing, Daniel? Oh, I've been playing video games. <laughs> Wait, what have you been playing? Oh, so much stuff. What do you want to hear about? Oh, do you claim Console everything? Console or PC? Yeah, because you are actually like a gamer, whereas Bill and I are best. Like, you're, we... you're filthy casual. Exactly, we are. Bill and I basically have this appetizer that we pick at, whereas hey, you have but, the full hey, seven hey, course. Bill, how's that wonderful 101 that you got early going? I know. <laughs> I only played the first hour of. I only played until the demo ended. Guys, guys, I have in the last month oh, played a little bit of Beyond Two Souls, and then I stopped. And oh, did you? Yeah, I was about to ask you about that. Well, the thing about Beyond. Did you see her in the podcast? Talking about titties again. Did you watch? Did it get the point where like you could like start washing her it's titties? And she's like, me. No, I know, I'm Ellen it's Page. It's really hard for me to play without having someone to talk to. Do you about have that it. in your news? Yeah, no, it's in there. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that. Anyway. Oh, so yeah, Foley not being there, you don't have anyone to like. Well, no, but I that Foley's not interested in it. Foley and Foley will watch me play games. Is she not? Is she a bad lesbian because she does not like Ellen Page? Oh man, <laughs> there is a drinking game I play. <laughs> that if... Look at your face, there, for a moment. She's like. So there are. I follow a couple of, of lesbian tumblers. Uh huh. And they post. I don't understand the fail, Ellen Page. Ellen Page and Kristen Stewart. And if there is ever a picture of Kristen Stewart and Ellen Page both wearing skater boy gear, <laughs> hanging out in the streets of LA, every single lesbian blog I read will just self-destruct and cease to exist. See, I just see what's her face. Kristen Page looks, she's kind of cute. Kristen Page? Yeah, see, that is the uh, the Jaeger that will destroy these lesbian <laughs> tumblers, my friend. Once those two ladies drift, it's done. Oh. It's done. Did you have a good time at Pacific Rim last weekend? Yeah. Yeah. You said that was the first time you saw it, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Pacific Rim is Pacific Rim. Yeah. Did you want to borrow a Blu-ray? No. I got it. I know. And does it have, uh, like, does it have, like, fitting, costume fittings with Idris Elba taking on and off? <laughs> you never know. They might. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's all I want to see from that movie, really. <laughs> oh, God. Did you see he's playing Elton John, too? <laughs> we'll get to that in the weekend. So, uh, I tried some GTA Online. That's, yeah, how was it? That's garbage. Did yeah, you get your half a million dollars from uh, Rockstar? No, they're not doing that until November. Oh, really? I thought yeah. it was supposed to be happening no, this well, week. Well, it was supposed to be happening, but they're rolling it to November. Oh, they're, trying to, they're, they're stringing people yeah. along saying, keep on playing this game. Getting into the game, I got shot by another player within the first 12 seconds no. of being in the world. I stopped playing. That's what I keep on hearing. It's, 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 there's no one trying to play the you game. Can, it's you can just turn on passive mode. You know, mode. I did that, but you can still get attacked, though, under Wait, certain circumstances. If you're in a car, you can still get shot and killed. Yeah. So, passive mode, not that great. Yeah. And I don't, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I stopped playing GTA altogether to play Wind Waker. And I spent, my birthday was a couple weeks ago, and I spent hours and hours all day playing Wind Waker. Yeah. And that game's so good. How far into the game are you? I'm up to the last dungeon. Okay. I'm just cruising around getting all the heart pieces and whatnot now. Yeah. yeah. I just got the that fourth dungeon, is, yeah. Fun and gorgeous, but doesn't have a plot, so Annie would hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunately like, yeah, you just can't get into She's like, what? Like, this is fun. That is literally what I said. <laughs> <laughs> if you play all the Zelda games, kind of a vague suggestion of plot kind of gesture. Cross generational uh, plot, but yeah, so it's, it's. What were you guys playing 20 years ago? 20 years ago. 20 years ago, because would... that's when the seventh guest came out. Oh, dude! 
Okay. And I've been playing the seventh guest, and it is garbage. I can tell you, I was not playing anything because I fell out of video games after Length of the Past. So, came Daniel, out. I thought it was really interesting. I saw you tweet that you had pretty much the exact same experience I did with the seventh guest in that you saw it on a computer mm-hmm. in an electronics store and were amazed by it. Yeah. Was this like an electronics There was a spooky lady floating down the wall. I'm like, too spooky for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exactly what happened to me. Bruh, I was, so, I was scary. so <laughs> delighted by those tweets because, so with me, it was Incredible Universe in Arlington, Texas. Mm. Goosebumps reading motherfuckers. <laughs> I walked into the lobby and there they had a computer with a brand new CD-ROM playing The Seventh Guest and I played it and it scared the shit out of me here in this well-lit lobby. Yeah. Wow. That lady floating so down you... the hall. I was like, oh no! So did you ever play it back in the day? Well, uh, uh, no, I only played it in in the Incredible Universe. You can get it on well, I know I have it on the Macintosh. I have right. it on the iPad and I started to play it and I remember that intro scaring the crap out of me. And you know what? I'll be honest. It still kind of does. But then I actually got the game It's hard to get past those creepy like, feelings. Here's an obtuse puzzle about a poison cake and i'm like go fuck yourself house is somewhere around here (laughs) what is that acting see my only exposure to the game when they were talking about it was supposed to be a launch game for the super nintendo cd system that never came out yeah nintendo power and egm they were talking about the the seventh guest was going to be like this is going to be the future of entertainment that never happened so i never played it stouse's acting in the opening scene Makes pantomime in ballet look ridiculous <laughs> with it. He's like, and doing yeah. these big movements. It is like, amazing. Wow, well, to this be is fair, awful. I'm sure the coaching was not dissimilar to like like theatrical coaching, where it's like, yeah. so you're gonna be really compressed, <laughs> and you need to make broad gestures, yeah. and it's yeah, almost yeah. like silent film. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's basically going from one room to another. Guessing which rooms have opened since you completed the last puzzle. Yeah, it's not very good, but it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, now. I bought it in a twofer pack with the 11th Hour, which is oh, the, yeah, sequel the sequel yeah. to the 11th Guest, or 7th Guest, which is even yeah, worse. It came out on January 1st, 2000, awesome. yeah, 1993. There's not as many puzzles, Yeah, there, and they don't seem to really do anything. The crux of the game is you're, you have a little palm pilot thing, yeah. and it set, gives you clues as to a puzzle, uh, a riddle, and you have to go around the house and find the item and click on it, and that solves it. Oh, it's awful and the, the, act, the acting is bad again and you're playing as this like douchebag um guy yeah the opening scenes like he's oh, a report he's either a producer or a reporter and yeah he was dating another producer or a reporter and they're yeah. having an argument at a diner and she's like people think i slept with you to get the job and he's oh, like geez. well That's didn't weird. you <laughs> and i'm like oh great i'm playing this guy that sounds like what the game voice all, acting sounds like. <laughs> all, all, of, all of the videos interlaced so it looks yeah. really compressed uh, Look, so i just looked it up and i can tell you with authority what i was playing 20 years ago oh. yeah so uh Let's go back in time <laughs> to the Hewlin Mall in Fort Worth, Texas. In no! the Hewlin Mall was a KB toy store. Oh. And outside the KB toy store, they had the bargain bin of video games. And I did not play much in the way of PC games at the time, but in that bargain bin, I found a copy of Sam and Max Freelance Police, which I couldn't, I I felt so sheepish about buying because there was a, on the cover of this game, they had, um, uh, in the background, they had um, Mount Rushmore 
and they had characters bungee jumping. Out, they had people <laughs> bungee jumping out of the nose, and the, the bungee jump looked like boogers, yeah. like snot trails. And I remember thinking, my mom is going to think that's disrespectful. <laughs> She'll never buy this Aww, game for but me. But how old were you? Like 10? Uh, yeah. So... Uh, but, and then... See, I was 18, so I had a little bit of yeah. perspective. Yeah, in between. Yeah. yeah, so... Yeah. But they also had a copy of this game called Inherit the Earth, the Quest for the Orb. Speaking of furries, which is a furry point-and-click adventure game that is about Riff, a young fox. I was actually... Okay, I really... <laughs> I have to put this in context. I no, I do, actually. I'm gonna, no, <laughs> fuck you. Hey, B, you're absolutely correct. See, the game oh. opens. I really liked the idea of this game. It was kind of weird because it's actually a post-apocalyptic sci-fi game with a medieval context. Okay, yeah. Because what happens is kind of like how Aladdin is supposed to be post-apocalyptic Agrabah, and that's why Genie knows all this stuff about celebrities <laughs> in the future, I've never heard future, this. which is actually oh, I know that's this that's part of the theory. whole lot. There's a whole thing about that anyway. No. Yeah. So anyway, uh, here at the Earth is about the. Um, Humanity advances to the point where we start cloning these animals that can have are basically anthropomorphic. They walk and they talk and shit like that. And they have so some it's like higher mental cap- capabilities. But at some point, something happens and humanity leaves. And they're, all that are left are these cave paintings of these creatures that were left behind trying to understand what happened to humans. And humans leave. And um, these creatures are left to form a society and like create this culture. And of course, because it's very clever, the culture progresses more or less along the exact same lines as human society. So, whereas it, clearly at some point they're in this like cave painting level to do yeah. these cave paintings. Now they're in this vaguely medieval period. So it's like this medieval-y game or all these animals that are walking around and talking wearing medieval garb, but they're in, like, their entire planet is the ruins of this sci-fi human civilization. So you are this character who's trying to find the orb, which is one of these, there are a bunch of them, there are these orbs that can manipulate different aspects of reality that are left by the human culture. So this one in particular can manipulate weather. And you're trying to find it in an attempt to save your girlfriend because video games. Yeah. And uh, I was fucking, like, so obsessed with this video game because I was really into Robin Hood, Disney's Robin Hood. And I was like, oh, man, it's just like that. It's medieval critters. The protagonist is a medieval fox. It's so good. And uh, it was infuriating because there was one puzzle that I was stuck on for seven months. Seven months. There's a kidnapping. And you have to go through this fairground and find evidence. And there are, like, three pieces of evidence. And one of the pieces of evidence is a bundle of berries in the mud. But the thing is, is that this bundle of berries is right next to a bunch of footprints, but they're paw prints because they're animals. What are paw prints? A small grouping of circles. <laughs> what are berries? Fucking grouping of circles. So I'm like combing over this giant isometric map that's like, like in let's say 10 by 10 screens looking for evidence when in reality all I need to do is click about three pixels next oh, to no. the paw prints. Like I had have friends come over and say, what do you think? How do you think you solved this puzzle? It's before fucking walkthroughs and shit. So I was just like, oh no, how do I do this? My best friend Chris and I, we played uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark for the uh, Atari 2600 back in the day. Yeah. Uh, we bought uh, the copy used so it didn't have an instruction manual. It took us oh, no. two years to beat that game because we didn't realize the way you do inventory management is that you have to plug a second controller into the into the game Seriously? system. Seriously? And that's actually how, you know, because it, like the, yeah. the the Atari controller was only a single joystick and a yeah. button. 
And the game, not only did you have action stuff, you had inventory stuff, which is rare for an Atari game. Yeah. And so we played the hell out of it for two years before we realized, like, that's how you actually manipulate objects in your inventory. Yeah. Once we figured it out, it only took us maybe an extra couple weeks. It's yeah. funny, because you could actually, if you know what you're doing, you could beat the game in about a minute and a half, literally. Yeah. But yeah, that kind of yeah. reminds me of, yeah, stuff like that, like where... Kind of dumb shit, infuriating stuff. But yeah. Not. But yeah, you... 1993, I'd pretty much given up on video games, because I was in high school. Now, I know you didn't... Well, I was just saying that to bring up the seventh guest. I think, um, well, according to Wikipedia, uh, Star Fox came out that year, and I did play that, so that was probably the last Super Nintendo game I played before yeah. I finally put that in the closet. Did yeah. you I know you don't like horror, but did you play any of the horror adventure games? Like, I have no mouth, but I'm a I only played that Gabriel Knight, which I guess came that out this came, year, that just 20 came years out ago. Steam too. Did it? Yeah. Okay, I would want to go back and play that again. Steam Box! It's, it's probably, Steam Box! It's because probably when, not Scurry. Yeah, well. As Scurry is uh, the seventh guest, probably. <laughs> So the, um, I really got into point and click adventure games once I got a little older. So like yeah. maybe 90, it was when I got online. Cause I started going to abandonware sites and downloading mm. shit. Cause like I could not have bought an actual legal cop. Well, no, I did buy. So did you have the, v- the versions with like voices and whatnot? Yeah. Or, oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Like I played, let's see. I played Gabriel Knight with voices. Gabriel Knight is voiced by Tim Curry in the original Gabriel oh, Knight wow. game. Ah! Aren't they remaking oh, yeah. them? They are. They're doing a, a thing for the 20th anniversary. Are they bringing back uh, Tim Curry? I presume they'll use the original voice because it has. Would it be recorded high well enough to. No, well, I mean, why redo it I if it's there? I wish I could do a Tim Curry impression. <laughs> All I can do it's is okay, just I'll laugh. I'll, let me hear it. No, it's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's actually <laughs> really good. What laugh is that from? <laughs> Any Tim Curry movie? From? Yeah. I don't remember the last time I saw Tim Curry movie. We all flip down here, Georgie. <laughs> Georgie, his lips. Yeah. Georgie. Georgie. <laughs> Tim Curry. I want to be Tim Curry for But no, me. I got into adventure games oh. when I got into Abandonware. That's when I was able to download a lot of shit that I could just couldn't find. Well, yeah. So that's how I played, like, what's the sorcerer game? The British adventure game? Deck Hole really Slight Hand? Yes. Bill. It was like Steve the Sorcerer or something like oh, that. Yeah, and like, yeah. uh... Um, uh, Beyond a Steel Sky and like Broken Sword, I rented on the PlayStation from Blockbuster. That's how I, I still have the one. DS version of that. I have to oh, beat. Oh, so bad. Yeah, such a bad remake. But um, uh, yeah, like a lot of those games I played download because you couldn't buy them for oh, a lot of money. I still have my Donkey Kong. Do I? They don't need need them back anytime. For the oh, 3DS. I do. I do. Yeah. It's sitting on my ottoman plush. Play it sometimes. It's fun. Oh man! Speaking of an inch of dust, you may or may not have this in your Geek Week interview. I'm so excited because they're releasing um, Assassin's Creed Liberation in HD for the PlayStation 3. Did you buy that for the Vita? Though? I did. Are you gonna and revive? I only played it for like maybe an hour and a half because the Vita is not really designed for extended play sessions, because at least not for my hands. You have a new Vita, though. It's, you, well, you have the Vita Vita. It's the new PlayStation the, PSP. Yeah. I have the Vita that's not the new Vita that actually has the cool old screen, the good screen, not the current LCD screen. Oh, is that bad? See, I didn't even know anything Apparently, about that. Apparently, there's a lot of drama about it, because it is a beautiful touch screen. Like, it's a mm. gorgeous screen. It's better than my okay. iPad screen. But uh, it's... Um, I'm going to look this up. I want to see how much that costs. Because I, I, if Assassin's Creed game play where you play as a lady seems like it'd be... Well, Bill, I just said it's coming off of PlayStation 3 in like two months. Is the point of my sentence. <laughs> Eat your fucking Bill. face. <laughs> anyway. Looking it up on Amazon to see uh, what is that available. At, yeah. So, uh, what else? <laughs> what else? That's it! <laughs> do you want to take a break and we'll I, come back and do we an should, actual we're, dedicated We're recording for an hour. Session? Or... 
We also have Geek Review. I got more stuff I don't know, to I don't talk know, about. Okay, here, let's go, let's go through yeah. let's go Grumpy I, Turtles question hour. Oh, no, I'm not there yet. I was oh. just going to go through the rest of the games I've been playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah please. Plants vs. Zombies 2 just came out for Android. I've been playing that. Oh. It's not very good. Oh, <laughs> that's what I keep hearing I, from I people. still haven't missed a day in my Animal Crossing town. Oh, my God. I, I started up again this week. Oh, man. So I, I took a break for a better part of the last month in Animal Crossing. Oh, I fired it up again on so Friday. So weeds! <laughs> Fucking Poppy left! One of my favorite villagers. Uh, she just left without any... Fuck! Yeah, no! I have never been so bad in a video game. I wish there was at least an option to extend an invitation back to town if you were somebody. Because that, that's the slippery slope with Animal Crossing. Because if to... you have a favorite villager that leaves, that's a lot of insinuation. Like, maybe I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just have to put some work in six... 12 or 16 villagers, and you'll get that one back. Uh, you just have to have that many move out. And no! <laughs> Daniel, no! <laughs> oh, Poppy did send me a picture of herself, which is always the mark that you always did right by I don't really care character. about any of my villagers. I think that's the trick. See, I, Except I, for I, Hazel, the unibrowed squirrel. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. No, I, I squeezed out all the terrible uh, Sporto characters yeah. and all the like the fancy girly characters. And so it's all like, you know, I, I didn't realize this until looking up the Wikipedia stuff. That's uh, like Animal Crossing wikis. That I guess the all the characters are arranged by different, very specific personality types. Yeah. And there's one specific kind of laid back, kind of cool, funny personality types that is pretty much the only characters left in my town because I've driven out all the other personality types. Yeah, yeah I think it's, only it's... the only person still playing on my friends list is Sid. Oh, Sid. No, Sid. It all Sid. I've been playing the Pokemon. Which is Pokemon. Yeah. There's not a lot to say. It is this is pretty cool. It's all, it's all not 3D, but it's all political now, which yeah. is kind of cool. Uh, I played Black and White like two years ago when that came out. That was fun. I mean, but I only, I only seem to play uh, Animal Crossing games like once every 15 years. So I have Pokemon. to wait until 25. You mean Pokemon. What did I say? Animal Crossing. Oh, Pokemon. I only play Pokemon <laughs> once every... Well, no, my first Pokemon game was uh, Pokemon Yellow, which was like 15 yeah, years ago. Yeah, that was ago. the first game. Well, that was... Uh, the third version of the first two. Is that what it was? They added. They added the. the, the oh, they added God, po- fucking Pokemon. <laughs> they add, no. They added oh. Pokemon Yellow, so all the people that were fans of the show could pick Pikachu as their starter. Because uh. first it was Charmander, Squirtle, and uh, Bulbasaur. Oh, sorry, and then they Pikachu. added oh, okay. Yellow, where you could have Pikachu as your starter. Was it red, green, and yellow? Was that what it was? It was first it was, games, three uh, games were red, blue, red, blue, and, and yellow. yellow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yellow came later. Uh, I've been playing Terraria, which is basically they just. Put out a massive update for that on PC, which is basically a 2D Minecraft with. Oh yeah, um, I to play that a little bit. With yeah. uh, Final Fantasy sprites, and lastly, the one that I actually want to talk about is the Stanley Parable. I want to play the Stanley. It's Parable. coming out for Mac. Is it? Yeah, they they just haven't announced a release date yet, but you you can get Half Life Two for super cheap. Right. And install the mod, which is easy to do. Right. Even you guys can do it. <laughs> Even a sweet dumb dumb can do it. <laughs> and play the original version of it, which is really good too, and it doesn't really detract from uh, your uh, playthrough of the new version. Would you recommend do playing the original mod first? It's been a while since I played it. Yeah. But uh, sure, it's it's different enough, and the narrator says all different stuff. Yeah. Uh, and when it does come out for Mac, get the demo to you because the demo is a completely separate game. That's nice. From Stanley. I like when they do that. Um, but there's not a lot to say about it. But yeah. Do you know much about it, Bill? Because uh, Annie seems informed. No, everyone. Well, I just know of it. And okay. Everyone's been flipping out about that, it. And I've been waiting. It, everyone's. What I keep on hearing from people don't, is that don't, don't watch it's any best, videos or anything. Well, that's what. Yeah. And, and so I've been on blackout it's about. Basic, it. All I know it's supposed to be good. Yeah, I don't even know what kind of game it is. I don't even want to know until spo- it actually. Well, it's not spoiling anything. It's 
basically you're this guy Stanley, and your life is being narrated by this awesome British uh, narrator. I will and say this: the last game. I'm sorry to interrupt. I feel like Bill in this moment. How you know dare what, you? How? Although you apologize, Daniel. Please continue. <laughs> no, go ahead. The last game that people told me to play without learning anything about was Thirty Flights of Loving, which I enjoyed. I did enjoy, mm-hmm. but afterwards I was like, "Fuck all of you." <laughs> well, the <laughs> thing about Stanley Parable is, if you like watch stuff on it, you're yeah. gonna have some of the story beats missed. Uh, Spoiled for you. Right. It's basically you're you're living your night life through the narrator, and I'll just use the example everyone's used, where it's like Stanley got up from his desk and walked down the hall and turned down the hall, and then it's like Stanley came to two doors. He went on the one on the on the left, and you can either go on the left and continue the story the way the narrator's telling it, or go on the right, and the narrator will be like Stanley wasn't very good with directions. Maybe <laughs> he wanted to go to the break room, yeah. and and marvel at the beauty of the break room, mm-hmm. but. If any of your listeners have PCs, they should get the Stanley Parable. And I will oh. say this, even though I just said something shitty about 30 Flights of Loving, everyone should play it through. And I, I did a little <laughs> bit, I, I didn't do a ton of it, because I'm not as dedicated to the game as Annie. I did listen to some of the commentary that they just released on Gone Home. I need to do, I need to play that. I haven't, I've barely turned on my computer. I turned on my computer for 15 well, minutes yesterday. you're busy watching your sister get married and stuff. And you haven't had time honestly, to do that, I've yeah. been flat on my back. There's a, up my titty for the last year, month. There's but, a, there's a lot of commentary to be had. In yeah, I think it's like too. an hour and a half of commentary. Yeah. It's pretty great. But uh, uh, I need to. Does the commentary just simply run from when you start? It, no, there's. Have you? Is ever... it? Is it like? Is it like the Valve commentaries yeah, where there's, there's little, a nodule? Little nodule. Okay, because that's the clip. best gaming commentaries I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. Did you ever do the the Easter egg in Gone Home? No, I need to go back. <laughs> and do that. You need to do it if you yeah. do. Oh no! Let's throw my, the ball up at the rafters in the garage. Yeah. You'll see my kitty. You will. <laughs> okay, fuck you. Go fuck yourself, Bill Mudrin. Daniel, what's your next question? No, that sounds like that's a euphemism. I know it is, Bill. I gotcha. You will see well, my okay, cat, so... Bailey. <laughs> if, we're Bill. Gonna, if we're gonna actually get to the question, okay. <laughs> Annie. Yeah. You've been friends with Bill for a while I now. have. Oh, no. For some reason. This is like some truth or dare bullshit. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Okay, so... I should have brought some booze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my second paps. So here's the thing about Bill Mudrin. Bill Mudrin infuriates me. I find him frustrating. I find his bitching about things he claims to love yeah! exhausting. Yeah! I, I love with, 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 with fire. But the thing is that Bill Mudrin is, at the end of the day, one of the most kind-hearted people I I've ever met. I try to be. And if he decides that you are worth his attention, no, no, <laughs> that's, that, that is sounds an issue. shitty, but no, really, if you are one of the rare people that Bill decides is worth his attention and loyalty, he will do anything for you. He will fight for you to the ends of the earth. He will give you the shirt off his back. And that is a rare and beautiful thing. In this I will world. help air out a titty. <laughs> Bill drives me batshit bazonkers, (laughs) and and literally every hundred episodes now, the Boyati Podcast have done, and I have left every single episode going, why the fuck do I do this? (laughs) Why was that? That was all two hours of my life. (laughs) Speaking of frustration, (laughs) for this segue, uh, what is the question Bill asked you that he has asked you the most that he's forgotten he's asked you the most. Is it Downton Abbey? I think it is Downton Abbey. Do you watch Downton Abbey? 
smelly pens did you have to sniff as a child to lose your st- short-term memory? Woo! <laughs> this is a good one. This is one of my and favorites. Which, 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 okay, for all you know, Bill did just crack a Sharpie. I just have a giant fat Sharpie Now, which, which flavor of the pen was it? Was it the grape, the licorice? Grape will fuck you up. <laughs> Bill, no. Are you physically capable of doing so? Yes. Should you know? Hey, Billy, hey, Billy, Billy give me the marker. Okay, I'll put it back. We're doing this on YouTube. I'm totally right. Poop on my phone. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. And what is the most amusing story you're willing to tell about you being pissed at Bill over something? <laughs> You know, honestly, in those moments, all, like, memory is burned <laughs> out by rage. This like, all only t- cinders and ashes. Is that the last like... question? No. Oh, because I can tell you the best thing. The best <laughs> thing I ever did to drive you crazy was, your pro- well, I, t- I mentioned this on the podcast before about how, that birthday cake I made for you and then told you there was a special present in the center of the birthday cake. And there was no present, and you just that ruined is on YouTube. That, that is on video. <laughs> that does seem like it would drive me crazy. <laughs> no, it's that the dildo you thing. Laughing, but your hands it's the dildo filled. thing. Yeah. It's that we did not celebrate our first anniversary because it was your birthday. Out of respect to you, and you turned around and got us a fucking rancid ass tire smelling double into dildo <laughs> that I'm still six years later mad at you about. <laughs> Is that his sixth anniversary coming up? Yes. Sexual anniversary. (laughs) Was that, well, you guys were friends before you did it, so it's hard to be like, it's not like the first time. Yeah. It is tricky. What's your sexual anniversary? My sexual anniversary? One of my sexual anniversaries? No, I don't. God. God in heaven. I haven't talked about it much. What's the first thing you masturbated with? I like the word with. Masturbated with a stuffed animal. Okay, you're one of the rare ones. I owned a lot of stuffed animals too. I'm just saying. That's that's especially like. Hey Annie. Yes. You've you've mentioned being in the theater before. Yes. What did you do? Oh, I was mostly in technical theater. You were a techie. I was. I did props. I've known some garbage techies. I've known some garbage actors. There <laughs> you go. Well, I'm not an actor. Wow, so. yeah. it's getting catty fast. But no, 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 no. I, I did a lot of technical theater. I was involved mostly in props and a little bit of costuming, but my thing that I enjoyed the most was stage running. Mm-hmm. And my senior year of high school, I was the stage manager for our production of The Music Man. And while I was in Texas, I found the coloring book that I made for all of my techies. Oh, really? Dude. Do you miss being a techie? I do, actually. You could be a techie. Yeah? Yeah? We always need people. Can make some connections. We always need people backstage. One of the you many... just have to drive your ass up to Vancouver. <laughs> That's the tricky thing. <laughs> One of the many reasons why I love my wife is that my wife was involved in technical theater professionally. She actually went to college to, to um, do technical theater stuff and stayed in college after she graduated um, to continue to do technical theater I stuff. I had a bunch of student techies... Um, in one of our nutcrackers and I do Russian and then I do the big grandpa mm-hmm. after that and mm-hmm. they were supposed to skip my variation because I am exhausted <laughs> yeah so and they're supposed to go right into the coda do you know yes. you guys know what coda is yes. Bill you know yes. what a coda is Bill does not Bill's yes. not paying attention that's okay continue that's I'm fine. reading no, Colin's email <laughs> you don't pay attention because then you won't interrupt Wait, me that's right continue <laughs> 
So he was supposed to skip that music, and he didn't. So I had to improv an entire oh my god dance. Oh my god! Right wow. there, and I was exhausted and yeah. almost died. Oh my god! And that is why I don't like it. certain techies. That's absolutely loud. I've known my share of shithead techies. I've known my share of shithead actors. That's totally valid. And I will say this, my friend. We missed it last year. My wife and I would love to come see. Uh, it's going to be sometime in December. Yeah, um, but let us know. Which group is more... I know theater people are artists, but which right. group is more foul? Theater people or artists? Um, foul. I, I know they're both kind of disgusting. Like personality foul or like bodily not, habits foul? Not, not, not like, oh, I don't like that person. Like, man, they just farted on the head of that cat. I'm going to say it. <laughs> I know comics people. Maybe it's that I mostly know. I know a lot of women in comics, and I know a lot of men in comics who are trying to impress the women in Bill's comics. Bill's pretty foul. Bill's pretty foul. I'll he kind of tips say the it. scale. Bill, there's Bill, but Bill is Bill. There's something about techies and actors. I, I do kind of exist as my own orbiting asteroid around any other circumstance. I will throw this out there. Actors and techies, there's like some sort of like, you know how in Mass Effect, the Geth, any one geth, geth is dumb and like only has the computational power of like a, a yeah. like a Texas Instruments like calculator. But then the more you get together, the more powerful they become until they become fully sentient and self aware. As I feel about techies and actors and filthiness, that any given techie or actor may be a moderately acceptable human being that you can introduce <laughs> to your parents, and then you get two or more together, and they just kind of compound in filthiness. Because at the end of the day, here's the thing with artists, especially comic artists. If they're feeling raunchy, they'll just draw a dick on something. <laughs> Don't ask me how often Bill has drawn Spock with tits, because it's in the billions. Well, then we were questioned now. <laughs> exactly. But my I point think, is, I think we know what the header for this week. So there we go. Oh, yeah. For your dear Christ. No. <laughs> what is the anniversary Spock with tits special? <laughs> He's just holding a cake above his head. Spock with one hundred tits. <laughs> Bill, I'll just say it. If you can, then you can make it better. I'll just throw it out there. But no, my point oh, is that God. at least comics artists have a have an outlet. They can draw big titty ladies. They can draw big old wiener. Balls. That's true. Yeah, actors, you kind of require yeah. like bouncing off someone else to be an idiot exactly. or like get their like, yeah. express and, themselves until yeah. they're backstage, and then they just start fucking laying out <laughs> the expletives and laying out the sexual innuendo. In one end, out the other. I'm serious, dude. That's uh, that's techies and actors. No, plenty of dancers that at the end of their like Nutcracker run because that's like 52 shows of yeah. Nutcracker. They F- just what? start writing stuff on their yes! tits. People yeah. don't know. Grumpy uh, yeah. Turtle is a ballet dancer. Yeah. And uh, I had a guy who uh, was dancing with a girl, and she did a back bend, and her tits popped out, and they said, "Hey there." <laughs> <laughs> It was one of the greatest moments in his dancing career. I'll believe it. But my point is is that exactly, these are people who have no other outlet for these terrible things except (laughs) each other backstage. There's just that one couch you won't sit on (laughs) backstage. Okay, Foley Foley has told me so much about the couch backstage at her high school. How many women she took on that fucking sofa. My God! Yeah. I, if, if I ever go to her you, high school, yeah. I would not go through no. that without Purelling it. Through. If you ever go to any high school and there's true. a couch backstage, true. you don't sit on that couch. That's true. Because that couch is gonna be crusty. Exactly. <laughs> you expect to sit on it and spoon just go dripping <laughs> off of it. Yes. Some kind of human waste. Exactly. Some sort of human byproduct. So now, so it's. 
a different kind of foul than between sure. the two of them. You can't really say one's more foul than the other. Right. Gotcha. Uh, change the topics just a sure. little bit. That's allowed. Since you like adventure games, but yes. you're kind of falling out of favorship with them. Have exactly. you ever thought about like the Phoenix Wright games? Because those are kind of adventure games. You know, I tried one of the Phoenix Wright na- games for iOS, mm-hmm. and I think it was just so poorly formatted for iOS. Yeah. I just had a terrible time you with it. You have a 3DS now. I know! You can get them all for super cheap. I've no excuses, my friend. I need to give it a shot. Mostly because I know so many people who are so fond of a Phoenix Wright. And also, I know enough about myself that I know I would really like What's his butt, the bandage detective? You can Gum. solve mysteries. I know! That is one of my number one hobbies. There's a, sp- a spirit lady with big old boobies. <laughs> but no, no. See, I they're hanging out. What's his name? Gumdrop? I don't remember. It's been too long. The detective? All oh, I yeah, know yeah, yeah, is that, that... He's awesome. Yeah. yeah, all I know is that I've seen a lot of Gumdrop fan art that leads me to believe I'd like Gumdrop. Yeah. Those games... <laughs> That's all I know about Phoenix, right? Those games are worth... The, and it's... I mean, it's centered around a story, so... Yeah. I should give it a shot. I, yeah. Might as well. Put it on one of them 3DSs and actually play it a little bit. Yeah, a new one just came out. This is what I keep hearing, dude. Yeah. Suppose that is weird gender politics because there's a transsexual. Guess what? It's a Japanese game. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That is not an excuse. That is not a justification. It's not surprising. But it's also a goddamn Japanese game. What else? What else? What else? Let's see. The thing is, I don't have a lot of questions for Bill because I've talked to him before. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, well, there's not much to me. It's not like I'm a, a man of mystery. Stuff has been yeah. like that. Out of Here, Bill, I said nice things about you. I've had two paps. Say some nice things about me. Why do you like doing the Boy Howdy podcast with me? And it's your Andy Maloney. That's right. Yay, best answer. <laughs> <laughs> Successfully funny. dodged that question. Annie's <laughs> funny, smart, and opinionated, so she's the best possible. Also, she you're more articulate than I am. I don't know about that. So it's not. It's nice to talk to Wait, somebody. I don't know about that. Bill Mudrin, the person okay, that, good point. that says I actors by their able, movie names. That's true. I am able to talk about things without communicating. Oh God, I have a conversation. It was. I was going to have a conversation with somebody about an actor the other day, and I could only. Oh, I could only phrase everything in terms of like. Do you know the one movie this person... Because I start forgetting the name of movies then. That's what I broke down where I'm like, he was the person in the movie about the thing of the stuff. That's really... I just have to yeah. like, you know what? I have to like go take a nap because this is, I can't even... I'm yeah. screwing myself in this conversation. Um, no, Annie's just, Annie's just the best. She's just—it's hard to say. Accept that answer. Any, anyone who listens to podcast knows about Annie and knows she's fucking fantastic. There's no so, reason why I would not want to do this podcast. This, this question for both of you. Sure. Why are recommending things to you two so difficult? Well, <laughs> Annie's, I'm busy. Annie's uh, busy and opinionated. Yeah. No. Here's the thing. I'm a terrible human, and I won't play something unless I think I'm gonna like it. Yeah. And Whereas I will play anything. Not even, not even games. No, just yeah, any recommendation. If like, I don't, I'm like, you should watch the por- support your local sheriff, and you're like, I'm not going to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I did add it to my Western queue. Thank you. Wait, you've never no, the reason why, no, I have not. The reason why I stopped, wa- the reason why I gave up on my Western queue, by the way, is I watched like the top three. I forgot you were kept doing recommending that. over and over, yeah. and they were all so terrible. I was like, fuck all of y'all. To be fair, I forgot that Westerns are terrible. Did you see the lady who made Ravenous? Wait, did you watch Ravenous? I love She Ravenous. just died this week. <gasps> no. She got eaten. <laughs> Wait, sorry, I have to go. I have oh, to go. Use your Foley okay, word. Okay, what was that question? Wait, Andy, I'm going to come get in the car. <laughs> what was that question about the most bad I've ever gotten? <laughs> That's Bill, what time. This is how tires. I'm going to have to change my answer. Uh, really? What? Did she pass this week? Yeah. Oh. 
I don't know why she died. Of, ravenous she... is great. Speaking of Weird West, I like Ravenous. Oh, well, it is another Weird West thing. So yeah. the thing about Weird West that I like is what I like about Westerns. Westerns are all about not knowing. Westerns are all about isolation. Well, you're on the frontier alone. or like exactly. alone. It's... You're isolated. You're removed from society. You're removed from expectations. You're removed from culture. And so I think the Wild West works best when it's a light hand because you don't need to add much nightmare to that situation to make it nightmarish. Yeah. It's nightmarish on its own. So with Weird West, I always feel like less is more. And that's why I like Ravenous. Ravenous is not about a full cast of supernatural characters descending on these people. It's about like this 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 aspect of this this frontier that they've imposed themselves upon that that, that comes back. Have you ever seen Dead Man speaking of Weird West stuff? No. Uh, is that Jim Jarmusch or David Lynch? I can't remember. It's one of those two guys. Yeah. Black and white movie starring Johnny Depp. You may hate it, but that's it. another... I have a really low tolerance think, for Johnny Depp. I think as far as like your your Western list, probably the things that get recommended the least are probably going to be like the stuff you'd probably like. Yeah, because people true. are going to be like, oh, I really love this movie. You should yeah. watch it. The most palatable movies. Yeah. They're going to be well, like, like, have you seen Unforgiven? Yeah, I got that eight times. I've yeah. not watched that, though. Like The Man Who Shot Liberty Balance. Have you Balance, not seen Unforgiven? I have not. Because it's it was a low enough IQ. Like it's like not the man like... shot Liberty Balance is actually a pretty good movie, but it's one of those movies that's more influential that you can see why this movie and the way it was told and what, the way it told its storytelling. What do you prefer? Do you prefer comedy westerns or no. bleak westerns? Bleak. Or, oh well, then don't watch for your local sheriff. <laughs> James no. Gardner is funny. Do you like I the do. Apple Dumpling I game? I love James Gardner. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Phil. I'm stop trying to keep talking to Daniel. I do love ah! James Gardner and. I do like funny westerns too. I just like my druthers. It's kind of like Robin Hood. I don't want anything that's totally it's, bleak, it's, but you have to acknowledge the bleakness. It's got that guy with the floaty eyeball. <laughs> What's his name? Yeah, from uh, the thing about from the floaty eyeball. Yeah, show. I know what you're talking about. And it's got a uh, it's got a strong independent female in it. That's the other reason why I stopped Dr. watching. Who westerns. done a stop Robin westerns Hood episode are... yet? Oh, there's Except no way they have it. Love, um, Butch oh. Cassidy and Sundance Kid. No, 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 no. Because that was uh, a really strong female. Uh, Oh, what's... Oh, talk amongst yourself. I'm going to remember this phrase. <laughs> but no, that's what I have a lot of trouble with. That's one of the reasons why I loved Once Upon a Time in the West. That had a fascinating female character. Oh, you love Stockholm Syndrome, the movie. Oh, Subversive Brothers, yeah. which I watched this week with my little sister back in oh. Texas. But here's the thing. Millie is, is a strong yeah, female Yeah, but what character. about all the other females? Well, okay, to be fair, <laughs> point to another Western that has more than one named female character where the other that... one is not a mother or a crone <laughs> or a whore. Do you that thoroughly modern, Millie? You really know musicals about sl female slavery. <laughs> Name with Millie's involved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, here's the, a very important question about Seven Brides with Smethen. Smevin Brothers. I gotcha. They should gotcha. not have titled uh, it that. <laughs> Smevin. You know what my favorite uh, remake was? Bill. Slevin Brides for Slevin the Brothers. Shut the fuck up, Bill. Uh, Dad, okay. Which was the hottest girl? Uh, the hottest girl. Yeah. Oh, I gotta go. I was girls. already to say Benjamin. Because if you're gonna ask which was the hottest brother, the hottest girl is Millie. Oh, it's Dorcas. Dorcas is second. Dorcas is smoking. Dorcas is hot as hell, but she's boring. So Millie Who is Who cares? She's hunky. got Stockholm Syndrome. That's <laughs> true. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> that is true. If I were to pick my choice, let me put it this way. I can't remember a single one of the others. Sister, Who, brothers. Which one of the fellers was the best dancer? Benjamin. Oh, no. He was the worst dancer <laughs> because Benjamin was actually a baseball they player. they do some amazing crap oh, in that movie. No, where he's that, jumping over the oh, axe man. on the... 
That's one of the reasons why Jeez I love Seven Brides and Brothers. It has the most masculine dancing I've ever My seen. My sister in watched that musical. like twelve times a oh, week, yeah. and I hid the VHS tape behind her <laughs> organ. We broke a VHS. I tape. hate that. What's your favorite so music? Much. Okay, what's your favorite musical? Movie musical. Singing in the Rain. Okay. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Oh, the um, actual the uh, the the one from the eighties. The musical. That is fucking yes. fantastic. Well, they Roger Corman did a black and white. One. Yes, you a, said musical. Is that not you a did musical? Say musical. So was the, the stage original. play based off the movie that turned into was it turned into a music for the stage play? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't realize they that's did, what the lineage they did, was. They did. That is a oh. great fucking movie and a great fucking. They musical, did though. a version of it on uh, what was that television show? Head of the class. Really? Yes, they did a stage production of it. Really? I blacked out that episode because I watched it all the time as a kid, yeah. It was awful. I think my runner-up would be the Brett Swift Brothers, though, just yeah. because it has those fucking masculine dancing. Not the That's Music the Man. Why I do love Who's the, the hottest oh, cast you? member of the Music Man? <laughs> it's Speaking Opie. Of masculine dancing, have you it's seen the mom. Uh, Little <laughs> Abner? The musical I'm Little not, Abner? I actually. Little uh, Abner? What's his name? Um, Tommy Toon is in that. And really? is... Phenomenal, I know. I'll have to give it a shot. No, you won't. <laughs> no, no. Here's the thing. Statistically speaking, I'm more likely to watch a musical that you're actually Hottest Disney princess. <laughs> Jane from Tarzan. She's not a princess. Dude, she's a woman in Disney. Yeah, I think she all gets lumped together, yeah. yeah. No, because she's not Meg part, from she, Hercules. If you start including of, Pixar women. You're starting... This is incredible. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah, <laughs> Evie? We Evie. all want to fuck that robot, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> No, I've always liked Aurora. Uh, yeah, Aurora's pretty great. She's got hair. That's mostly just art attractive. style. Yeah, it's an art style, hair, and he's, that's the only prince that does anything in any that's Disney true. movie. That's true. He just fucks shit up. That he does true. kill a dragon. Uh, hottest, Bill, who's your hottest Disney princess? I'm trying to think. Which he's one's trying to think of a joke. You're say, I was going to say, you're trying to think of the cat's name for the rest of cats. That's what you're trying to do. Nala? <laughs> Bedroom Eyes <laughs> from The Lion King? No, it really would be either Jane from fun? Tarzan or Meg from... Rowan Atkinson uh, from The Lion King. Really? Honestly? Okay, the only Disney characters I want to watch fuck would be <laughs> Robin Hood and Marion. Not because they're foxes, but just because they have actual chemistry in that movie. They do just kind of actual scenes Whereas, of a general Whereas, they have no interaction other than physical chemistry. When my sister was having birth... Give, having birth. <laughs> giving birth at the hospital with yeah. my newest niece, I was watching uh, Robin Hood with my nephew, yeah. who's... Almost three. Right. And I was like, Disney needs to start hiring British people again. Yeah, Because ever dude, since they stopped that's hiring not British a, people, yeah. their, their stuff hasn't been as good. Yeah. Get the that's British the people problem. back in there. <laughs> they did have Rowan Atkinson, Brits. who I want to fuck from Lion King. <laughs> I'll fuck that, that bird. bird. <laughs> I'll get that bird. Get that bill up in here, son. <laughs> oh, no. I search for my nuts. So, well, then what's... Excluding uh-huh. Into the Woods, sure. what's your least favorite musicals? Um, uh, hey, no, no, I love Into the Woods. Okay. Uh, really once, no, actually, I, once upon a time. Oh, you know, I didn't really say that that's actually new. Carousel! <laughs> there you Fucking go. Fucking Carousel! <laughs> you guys listening at home cannot see that I'm double burning right now at Carousel. I talked about Carousel on air, haven't I? No, it was over. You and Jamie Kirk were talking about it on oh, Twitter. The climax of Carousel. I'm not even is this kidding. Is talking about beating me or yes, something like that? Yes. Yeah. The climax of Carousel is a daughter talking about the angel of her dead father to the mother, saying, Is it possible for someone to hit you? And it feels like a kiss. And the mother goes, Could it be that you saw your dead father who died knifing himself when he tried to rob to support us because he was a drunkard and abuser? 
fucking carousel. Fucking carousel. Time magazine voted it the best musical the last hundred years. Really? How do, how many blows to the head? Also, who talks about carousel? Carousel, carousel anyway? Fucking you were carousel. The politics of it. Fucking carousel. Uh, wait. So I guess Into the Woods does qualify mm. as a movie musical because I forgot just because it's no, it, it, it exists as a film, but no, no but like you, there's. You no, the, the Broadway production no, was no, recorded. No, no. Recording you, can, you can watch it on Netflix. Recording the stage play is not that's a different. movie. When I think version. of a movie, I, probably Mary Poppins, just because that's so Wait, seminal. that's your worst? No, favorite. Well, well, he's, he's, he's still, favorite. Yeah, he's still yeah. on no, favorite. But I, no one asked me what my well, favorite no, he, was. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's because you spouted out a bunch of bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> I lied. <laughs> my favorite movie musical. Pete's Dragon. <laughs> A dragon. I oh, thought I saw go. a dragon. Yeah, see? And candle yeah. on the water. Oh, that's true. Red button sings. We need to have Daniel over more. Uh, <laughs> I think you're official uh, co-host. Passing the Quaddy. The song yeah. Passing the Quaddy. Yeah. See, now if I Bill, would... what's your least favorite music, movie musical? <laughs> when in Halloween 3, when they start singing the song, it makes everyone's head. That's a musical. I don't, I don't know. Chicago? I don't know. Really? I haven't seen that much in the way movie musicals that I actually have a hate that yeah. I want to hate. No, Chicago. I like you Chicago. It's fine. I'm just trying to think of names of musicals <laughs> I've seen. Yeah. You should yeah. watch West Side Story. That's Sweeney Todd oh, by oh, Tim Burton. Fucking Sweeney Todd. I can't believe we that dragged you to see that on Christmas, and that Christmas. was terrible. I that love Sweeney Todd, actually... and that was fucking. Hey, wait. I'm revising when was the angriest I've been a bill. <laughs> At least Christmas chased... we went to go see Sweeney At least Carousel as a contender. Yeah. Should we take a break at least for a minute have... just to... <laughs> okay, we'll be back in a minute. Hold on. Okay, we're back now that uh, during our break, Daniel admitted to only playing halfway through Mass Effect 2 and giving up on it. Yeah, well, it's not, I've never been a big That's fan. fine. We're not going to persecute. I don't like the gameplay in Mass Effect any either. I've never, <laughs> I'm, I'm the one person that doesn't like Bioware's games. Uh, did you get to the point where you find out the Geth are made of people? Yes. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, what's his butt? To be fair, Mass Effect 2 also does theater. not have much of a plot. It's, yeah, it's you're doing you're meeting people and you're doing missions related to people, but it's just people. like yeah. Whatever. Um, uh, do you have more questions? I will ask them as I go, I guess. Okay. Uh, no, because we have of. uh yeah, email from our listener Colin Lidston. Poor Colin. Poor patient Colin. He's a good guy. He uh wants uh more anecdotes about Halloween from us. See, the thing is, is that I've told all my Halloween Which is fucking me up because this is our Halloween. This should be our, like, it's th yeah. it's like three or four days until Halloween. Yeah. Oh, okay, let's see. And we should be like, I don't know, how my favorite part of Halloween what candy. You, <laughs> what did you guys watch? I don't I do not do Halloween myself. I watched Dawn of the you, Dead twice last you, night. No, shh, let me finish the question. I was excited. How does it feel, my friend? <laughs> uh, God damn what it. What did you guys watch growing up? 
Fruit Hot Halloweens. Did you watch mm-hmm. anything? No. We went to the slaughterhouse. <laughs> you <laughs> oh, know what? You laughed, but I, I actually you know did. What? You're quite, I was, quite, your family was, owned a slaughterhouse. Yeah. I got a question in regards to that. I grew up on a farm. Annie, yeah. was it weird when you would go over to people's houses and they didn't have tons of meat in their fridge and freezer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Like We, we, had, a, we yeah. had a lay-down freezer. There was nothing but meat and bread. Yeah. Whole yeah. cows that in there. Right. Exactly. And then I grew up and I was like... Steak is so expensive. I exactly. Grew up on steak. Yeah, it's like, man, that's not expensive. It's something you just get for your family. We you had know, a, by the we, boatload. We had a cow that had a really rough pregnancy, so we had to put her down. Mm-hmm. And she was so stressed, nothing but hamburger. Yeah. We had to grind up all her meat. I'll believe it. We that, it doesn't really affect the meat that much. Oh, yeah. Because well, like, it's so like, tough because it's all like soaked in. stressed, yeah. Like, yeah. and you get fucked up. Ooh. The, uh, someone, I was talking to someone about my trip to Texas, and I talked about how much beef I ate over the last week. Because the fact of the matter is that I don't, other than hammer, I don't really eat beef that often here in Portland. Like, I just don't. And uh, a friend of mine was telling me about, like, I told, I showed them this picture I, I took on a steer in the stockyards in Fort Worth. They're like, wasn't it weird to make friends with a cow and then go eat a shit ton of steak? And I'm like, have you met a Texan before? Yeah, no, that's, like, that's, that's... Well, we All our cows had names. And yeah. Our, Tillamook was delicious. <laughs> Exactly. We named one of them T-Bone, and then we ate him. Well, like, uh, I, uh, growing up back in Texas, back in El Paso, we had some family who owned a farm, and so we'd go over there, and like our chicken dinners would be, you'd watch the chicken's head get, get cut off. Yeah. And I remember I seeing that when I was like four, and be like, oh my god! Chickens, headless chickens would run around and no. chase me? You know? Here we go. You think I'd stop nightmares when, about that, but no. When my older sister, who was three years older than me, was really little, my dad was butchering chickens in the, the barn, and my mom said, don't go out to the barn. He told, She told her that. She went out to the barn and as she was getting to the door, headless chicken chased her down the driveway. <laughs> oh, no. What were you guys' best Halloween costumes as a kid? Or favorite, at least? My, my favorite? Uh, see, I can't remember any of the good but ones. The t- I can only remember the bad ones. Retroactively embarrassed. Well, like, I, I talked on... See, the thing is, I told my Did we? Stories. I don't remember any of this. I think I talked about my wolf costume that my mom made for Did me. Did we? My mom Sounds made familiar. me, yeah. My mom, made, long story short, my mom made me a wolf costume. Was I was an ingrateful asshole. She worked so hard to make this Wait, costume. Wait, well, maybe for me. we need to talk about this. Everyone then... thought I was a lion, <laughs> and everyone kept stepping on my fucking tail. <laughs> See this? And then, I went home furious. I remember my my mom helped me make a Ghostbusters costume when I was a kid, and yeah. I got really uh, not. I, I tried. I was upset, but I tried not to show it because. Uh, the gun that my mom had bought me f- for me to be used as this uh, part of this Ghostbusters costume was like a little water pistol, and they don't have water pistols. <laughs> no, they they do have not. like actually, yeah. it's not even a gun. It's almost like yeah. you could just like make like a vacuum take a, cleaner. Yeah, kind of like almost like like attachment thing. I was yeah. like, no, we need like a yeah. thing like this. You ungrateful shit. <laughs> and I was like, my mom made me a costume, but it wasn't one to one scale. Exactly. That is more like she helped me make a whole big backpack and everything. Even oh. as a kid, I was like, this is not screen accurate. <laughs> Again, yeah. I probably told this story, but one of the last times I went trick-or-treating was, uh, I had a little, fr- I had a friend, Jill's little sister was old enough to actually go trick-or-treating. It's yeah. my sophomore year of high school. And at the last minute, she was like, do you want to go trick-or-treating with Bryn? And I was like, sure, I'll get candy. And I had not planned on going trick-or-treating, so I just wore my pajamas. Like, just as a joke. You look like a homeless person. Exactly. And the, like, the second, and I blew off my English essay to go trick-or-treating. The second house we hit was my English teacher. Oh, and shit. even though she was like, why the fuck would she think, oh, clearly you blew off your essay that you had a week and a half to work on to go yeah. to the I just radiated guilt and I, le- I just the turned around story, yeah. and went home and worked my fucking essay. Oh. 
Yeah. How about you? Favorite or most embarrassing uh, Halloween costumes, Danny? I, I don't do Halloween. Oh, really? Not yeah. even as a kid? No. Were you, oh, were you like one of those uh, uh, born again Christians? Here comes Christians? the insults. <laughs> no! What else? Oh. Yeah, I'm a Harry Krishna, Bill. I stand around <laughs> in airports and ask people for money. No, yeah, I, 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 one of my best friends when I was growing up, his also, his name was uh, Daniel, too. Uh, his, uh, his family was religious. I can't remember. Which one's one that don't even celebrate birthdays? He, they didn't do Halloween, they didn't do Christmas or anything like that. So I remember, yeah. like, Halloween, he'd just, like, sit in his bedroom window, Aww. kind of watch us all, kind of walk by, we're all dressed and stuff, and I would sneak Aww. him candy. <laughs> it was kind of, like, really sad, but, like, me, well, me and my little, my, I'd empty out my Ghostbusters backpack that I hid candy in. <laughs> what, so, uh, what, what's the best Halloween candy? I like this this episode, uh, really, is what's, what is best? What is that? Really, it's quantity, not quality for me. Because, like, when I was... But if you had to get one of, more of anything else, like Reese's Cups, I would have to say, man, well, Reese's Cups are still it's the best. Gotta Kind of See, that's the thing. It's got to be Reese's Cups, just because statistically speaking, at least half of them are going to be like that shitty Reese's Cup. Yeah, you get the bum Reese's, and, yeah. Like, the, the pep, like, because you're feeling like objective. Reese's Cups aren't necessarily that good, but they're the Reese's Cups. They're good, yeah. <laughs> well, no, because growing up on army bases, army bases are the best because since they're enclosed communities, yeah, I think you talked about this in the past. Yeah, it's all safe, and everybody has kids. So you're just out with hundreds of kids, and everybody's giving out candy, and it's all compressed living. Snickers is good so, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a I was pinch. always a Milky Way plant fan. Milky Way's good. It's yeah. all bland. It doesn't have any nuts or caramel uh, in it. But it's okay. All that nougat's Twix. good. Yeah, Twix is Twix is, with the, Twix yeah. is the bomb. Yeah. Fuck this. Yeah. Pretty much any kind of... Yeah, pretty much any candy problem. Anything that's that's not like Almond Joy or like apples. I am an Almond Joy enthusiast. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking toothbrushes. That's the thing that you get. You're like, are you kidding me? I haven't really got toothbrushes, but I would get like like, like, uh, popcorn balls. Or maybe like... (laughs) Some people like hand out a weird literature or like some kind of like... I don't know. Fuck that shit. Halloween's the best though. What? Are you going to watch any Halloween movies this year? You guys have anything on the queue? What day of the week is Halloween this Thursday. year? It's Thursday. It Thursday. Yeah, we've got three, a couple days until Halloween. Yeah, I don't know. I'll figure out my you introduced me to Hocus Pocus not that long Hocus ago. Hocus Pocus. I found. <laughs> that is the only I found movie myself. where Sarah Jessica Parker is attractive. <laughs> no, I'm watching that going, mm, I you found doing? the journal entry. I think I talked about when we were talking about Hocus Pocus that I was at a sleepover once where they made me watch it three times in a row. Oh, yeah. You, and it yeah. nuts. I found the journal entry when I was a kid when I wrote that. And I was like, Aww. in this journal entry, I was like, I used to write Hocus Pocus, <laughs> like Hocus Pocus, and I underlined used to like four or five times. Yeah, no, Sarah so Jessica. It's funny because I I was watching Ed Wood this weekend too, and Sarah Jessica Parker's in that too. And I forget she actually gets called Horseface in that movie. And now I feel, <laughs> oh, I feel kind of bad for her now. The, she, the yeah. thing about Hocus Pocus, it's funny watching it as an adult because I yeah. did watch it a couple years ago. Uh, that Hocus Pocus is weirdly obsessed with virgins and virginity. A huge plot point is well, that that's... the dude protagonist has to be a virgin for the spell. Does to it work. turn out he's not a virgin and they have to get somebody else though? No, that's like, it uh, is ultimately a Disney uh, movie. What's the the vampire movie with Jim Carrey? Wait, what? there's a vampire movie with yeah, Jim Carrey? Yeah, when he was Carrey? really, really young. It's gotta be the worst fucking vampire <laughs> it's called, movie I think ever. it's like Once Bitten or something like that. Oh, oh, no. He plays a virgin, and there's a vampire lady that has, she has to suck the blood out of your inner thigh <laughs> oh, no. in order to remain young. And sure. Yeah, he gets, like you do. Not from a penis, though. You think you go straight there. <laughs> no, don't bite a penis. Well, that's a good idea, but if you're making a sexual analogy... No, because... Uh, they suggest that the weird... Uh, the, the, the Dracula's wives in Dracula, the book, do that when they go after Jonathan Harker. Well, it's all about sexual Because they rape him with his mouth. Hey, their everybody, mouth. it's time! <laughs> I think that may actually be like hey, the verbiage used in hey, the book. Hey, everybody, it's time to geek review. They're 
churning times. Guys, hey guys, did you know that on November 23rd and 24th, Peter S. Beagle will be at the Hollywood Theater in November with a digital showing of The Last Unicorn? Tickets are $8. You have to pay him $8. He won't show it to you. I don't want to hear Mira Fer- Mia Farrow sing <laughs> on the big screen. That? And it's garbage. I have never in my life seen The Last Unicorn. You can cut, oh, you wow. gotta watch it. It's so bad. <laughs> no, it was so good. Bad. I've no, known it's, too many it's, people it's that it's good, formative to. But it is bad. Oh, it wasn't for. I didn't see it until I was older, so I didn't have Schmendrick the Magician. The animation is great. Uh, yeah, the la- good. The Last Unicorn is also one of the last movies that. Uh... You got Jeff Bridges singing in it, too. <laughs> Does he? Yes. Oh, Fuck wow. you, Last Unicorn is great. I said it's great, but it's garbage. <laughs> you know, it's garbage. No. Just like you always say, the this podcast is garbage. The is fantastic. No, that I, doesn't make it a cool that was movie. One, that was one of the last projects the Studio Ghibli guys worked on together before they actually became Studio Ghibli. Oh, really? They were like, That's you know what? Fuck this. Instead of working it's for this rank and bass motherfuckers, we're going to work. Hey, there, there's a guy named Miyazaki who wants to start huh. a new studio. Interesting. It's yeah. got, um, uh, what's his butt? The shapeshifter from Deep Space Nine. He's in it. Oh, Odo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A, Can he, I just point he plays out? a skeleton in it. I'm going to take a How moment here Odo? Say, you only saw I, it and half of I, Annie, figured out the Star Trek trivia before <laughs> Bill did. I was thinking. I think I was. You're thinking about Mia Farrow's titties. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> now you are. Is that, is that a furry movie because it's about a unicorn lady? Does the, does the unicorn talk? Yes. Then it is by definition I would call that. Except she changes into turns into a human about halfway through. Yeah. I would so to escape to the Red Bull. <laughs> the Red Bull? Yes, the Red the, Bull. The factory. The Red Bull drives Have you seen it though? I can't remember. It's been a long time. The Red Bull <laughs> okay, okay. I'm about to go to Peter FG's like what movie is this? The Red Bull the story is the Red Bull. Uh, it's chasing all the unicorns out of the yes, forest, it's, right? It's chasing all the unicorns into the sea and drives them into the That's sea. That's what it is. And the sea foam is actually dead unicorns. Oh, God! Well, it's totally that kind of story. And she's it's like, like sort of she's yeah. the last unicorn, and this guy who owns the Red Bull is obsessed with finding... Well, he's not obsessed with finding, but he he liked the look of the unicorns as sea foam. So, Ugh. And that's why he wanted it. That's gross, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, throw no, that no, out exactly, there. yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's worth watching, but it, it's... But yeah, the, it could be a podcast well, discussion this, this is one of the rare things where the guy you've got a children's writer someone made a movie out of his stuff and he likes the movie enough that like yeah. he's gonna go travel around the country with yeah. new I high resolution you, prints saying hey will not be traveling around the earth see me as uh what's his name the guy, the guy wrote never ending story didn't do that he, no. he, he yeah. got he hated yeah. the movie and never ending story and then he died so he's not gonna be traveling it's, anywhere ooh, but bill it's got a tree with giant titties you would like <laughs> And it's got a harpy. Never, it's got a harpy with three giant naked bosoms hanging from its chest. Oh, I remember Never Ending Story. The Schmendrick. Not, not Never Ending Story. <laughs> no, no, See, but you got Last Unicorn. Going, the Schmendrick. Isn't there like an old witch that helps her out? Always like the character character design and like her voice. Yeah, that was Angela Lansbury. That's is it? Was yes. it? No, is it? I'm pretty Lansbury. sure. No, I thought there was kind of like an like an older like less not not Angela Lansbury Wait, maybe movie. She did a voice character. She did movie. a character voice in some part of something like that. Yeah. In one, she did a. Go back and watch that Last shit. Unicorn. I'm it's been, it's been a couple years since. Well, obviously, it's been a while since. But this could also be the point of the podcast where somebody like me is going, "No, you're an idiot. That's not right." <laughs> exactly. I'm watching it right this now. This is our gift to y'all, friends. What else? Wow. Puppy Cat is doing a Kickstarter. Now say that in in Puppy Cat voice. Puppy Cat. You're saying it in bee voice. Uh, being Puppy Cat doing Kickstarter. Lasagna. <laughs> She's the Garfield of female <laughs> cartoons. No, Being Puppy Cat is amazing. I actually need to back this Kickstarter. I'm have you, have you watched Being Puppy Cat, Daniel? Yeah. Uh, I'm ashamed of myself that I'm I not. I don't know about the production history of this, because they obviously produced a cartoon. They obviously did not... 
produce it just to make it Kickstarter. Well, no, it was a short. But I'm with, I wonder if it was a pilot they tried to pitch to the networks that didn't get picked up for some reason. I now they're just doing the Kickstarter route. Yeah. Which I kind of see the Kickstarter, like, networks would maybe decline it just because there's so many weird kids cartoons out there right now. Well, no, the like, thing is, is that it's by women for women. I mean, I'm not that woman, but I'll say it. It's by women for women, and it's kind of weird. That's, is yeah, that the I'm show's title? <laughs> I didn't but click no, it's like, that's what it is. It's If it were, like, about, like, if it were, like, more boy-centric and about, it'd be way Steam Universe! I mean, that's exactly. I love Steven Universe and I'm excited about it, but there's a boy protagonist. Can I kickstart? Uh, can I get Steven Universe without Steven Universe in it? No, I still want I that. like Steven. I do. I like Steven. I believe too. in Steven. But my point is is that the reason why Steven Universe is you on the, the air Mar- is because I believe in Steven. He he's the it's about Steven Universe. If you had it about Oprah No, it would never have gotten picked up. <laughs> Anyway. Stimulating conversation. Tom Hardy <laughs> is Elton John. I cannot so express this in project? words how disappointed I was. I just made a joke in my head about <laughs> his beautiful lips that he loves so much wrapping around something. <laughs> that's the one reason I'm going to say it. That's the one reason why I'm excited about this project. I'm not going to lie. It can be but, like behind the candle law. Uh, yes, exactly. I was so disappointed when I was hopped on Twitter at work. I had a really long, terrible day at work. And I see that Tom Hardy is trending on Twitter. And I was like, oh my God, what's Tommy up to that he's what's trending? Funny, it's not and like I clicked on it. Tom Hardy is Elton John. You could not have, again, you could not have chosen a sentence to detonate my any boner I may ever have oh, for a God. project. I don't so care about Elton John, but I just love that dude's casting, his his choices of like, what will I play next? Tom What's Hardy is crazy amazing. bullshit Tom thing? Tom Hardy like? is so good. I love that the last biopic he did was Bronson. How do you go from Bronson? Is that a, based on a real guy? Yes. Yes. And wow, since you guys had Tom Hardy talk. <laughs> This is a core part. This is like yeah, a part, a known part of the uh, the podcast. Here, I'll be, I'll move on briskly. Can he make it just a Bronson sequel? Like <laughs> you cannot move Bronson. on to anything briskly when Bill Mudrin's in the room. This no. is true. Watchdogs and Drive Club have been delayed. Tell us more. This is all Bill said. Actually, Bill technically said, watch dro- Watchdog slash Drive Club delay. I added it. I made that a complete sentence. No, it was a big deal. Uh, well, the, the, there were launch titles for these the two, Well, the launch titles. Well, and Watch Dogs as, as at least multi-platform. Yes, that's true. But, yeah, the PlayStation 4 especially got kicked in. Uh, so Drive Club was a racing game. I guess what was supposed to be released on launch day was only supposed to be some kind of, like, a really elaborate demo and not oh. the full game. But you're supposed to get it for free. Yes. If yeah. you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber. Right. Um, but, yeah, that got delayed. And that's that, that was a big centerpiece of their launch. Yeah. Lineup. Well, I mean, so I have to say, PlayStation 4 specific launch lineup. I'm, I, I still am getting a PlayStation 4. I, I have it pre-ordered and everything. But, yeah, fully in our time, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to play on it? Yeah. Well, Nothing. that's the thing. They announced that a whole bunch of indie games, including uh, one of my favorite games from the last generation, Flower. If you bought it, though, you it will be... But like, yeah, like I'm still not I know flowers. Flowers, the, flowers shit. Only the like ending is great too because like there's it actually tells a little bit of a story. It's kind of cool. I need to finish it. I well, now you're gonna it. finish it next month because there there's not gonna anything else to play. Exactly. But I'm actually kind of excited to see what like that. That'll be a great demo just to see what an old PlayStation 3 game looks like and on the new hardware. At least this gives a whole another group of people a reason not to buy the next generation consoles. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Exactly. Well, and this at least puts a good. Uh, uh, foot forward on Sony's behalf that they're willing to say, hey, here's some games that you already bought. If you already bought these, you don't have to pay for them again. Oh, they're free. No, yeah, if you've already paid for them, huh. you're, they, they already said, if you've bought this on PlayStation Network, 
you're just getting the game. You're just downloading again. It's an enhanced version. That's but you've cool. bought the game. You know what? If, you, if, if they want me to buy a PS4, put put Tokyo Jungle on that list. Yeah. Oh, that would be Tokyo interesting. Jungle. Yeah. Who would sell that many PlayStation to, 4s, but it would be nice and sad, you know, though. You know what we should do for Halloween, Any? Download the human DLC. <laughs> run around as a human. Well, I wonder. I would not want to see that lovemaking <laughs> animation you know, of your You best. know what? There's actually no lovemaking. I oh, was severely really? disappointed. Yeah. Well, really? Yeah. Everyone's bitching about how there's no big games to play on these consoles, but that's like... It's every so... launch, every single launch. But at yeah. least this launch, exactly. you have the indie games tied you over. Yes. Well, my thing is, all is that these games, what... all the indie games you can play on PC right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. I know, I know, There's yeah. that. But you know, to be fair, what launch titles do you actually still think about fondly, other than like Nintendo? What launch launches titles? have you guys ever been a part of before? All of them. The I was part of the Xbox launch. That was my first. The original Xbox. Yeah. Actually, no, all I the took ones it that back. Matter, actually. PS2. No, you know what I got later. That's what I'm saying. Because like, I was thinking this about... First time when I, I when I started doing the math yesterday, I just realized the only uh, uh, consoles I ever bought at launch were the GameCube and the Wii U. I and that's I, it. Everything I, else I, I came in later. I bought yeah. the Dreamcast on $9.99. Oh, really? Oh, bless you. Yay! <laughs> you're you're I, a gaming saint at that my, point. My yeah. parents bought me a Nintendo 64. I had no idea they were going to. Aww. From Costco. Nice. Went out and got Mario see, for that. See, yeah. Mario, like, I, I had a Super Nintendo the first Christmas it came out, but it wasn't like a launch thing where, like, yeah. I didn't get it on launch day. I, I bought 360 uh, like, yeah. on launch, played Perfect Dark, and was disappointed. Annie yeah. and I didn't get our first 360 um, until we got one, yeah. like, a couple of years later when yeah. Amazon had them for PS3, sale. I waited a long time. Because I, I, I was not going to pay six hundred dollars for it. PlayStation Three yeah. I didn't get launched, but I at least got it within the first year or so. Because I have one of the first launch PS3 sets. It's an eighty gig PS3 with the built-in hardware for the backwards compatibility. Yeah, I've got one of the PlayStation Threes. If you're gonna have a PlayStation Three, it's a good one to have, even though it's one of the big George Foreman grill ones. Yeah, but it's nice because of the backwards. Compatibility. I didn't get a Wii on launch day because that was impossible, but I got it within the launch window. Yeah, see, I was gonna get a Wii on launch day. But was I with you when I went to go out and see uh, Casino Royale? Yes. And I because that. I went to go see Casino Royale, that made me late yeah. enough that when me and Joshin went to go in line at like yeah. Walmart to go pick up our Wii's. Uh, it turns out we were just like five minutes too late, and yeah. they, they, you know, they they were counting off the people in line, and they were like, "Oh, you, sorry, you're yeah. five minutes late. If you had shown up, five, like we were only we only have like fifty Wii's, and you're like number fifty two. Yeah. A lot of places three. didn't do that. They just so. let you go through the line and went. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, at least they were organized. And then instead of waiting for two hours... Only to find out there were no Wii U's, they were able to tell us right there, like, you know, sorry, you're five minutes late. I'll tell you, you this, the whole launch generation thing, it's interesting. Like, it's a lot less exciting when it's going to be, I'm going to come home from work and find a box on my porch. As opposed yeah, to, like, the whole, with the communal kind of, Exactly, like, waiting in a queue. Oh, it's nice to like, have the option. That's why... No, that's true. That's one of I'm like... Not complaining. Well, and they just announced that Titanfall's coming out for the Xbox One... Actually, like I think it's like it's February or March. It's close enough where I was thinking about canceling that. Yeah. But if I have the spare cash, I'm like, well, I'd probably buy one next in a couple months anyway, just for that game. And instead of having to beat the rush, Bill, and I've already Bill, got the pre-order. Bill, Bill, <laughs> cancel one of the consoles. You do not need both of them at launch. Can I just sell my Wii U? Right. Con- cancel the PS4. No, cancel Wii U PS4. actually has games. Cancel the PS4. Some, you got Mario 3D World coming out. No, that that looks like the best game coming out this fall, too. That's Bill, the funny thing. Bill, cancel the PS4. No, even, I'm getting the PS4. Even if all... Why? If I'm going to get one of those consoles now, it's going to be PlayStation 4 yeah. because that actually has stuff to play. That's true. And honestly, and I, I was... And it's, it's it sounds no like it's it's yeah, the better system. It is improving. And it's also cheaper. Uh, like, yeah. well, that's the thing, like... 
yeah. neither console is really making a great mark name for uh, like, a yeah. great argument for themselves. No, but at not. least the PlayStation Four, it's, it's supposed to be more powerful. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's a hundred bucks cheaper. And just by saying it's got all the indie indies, games. that's that's all I really need to show up on day one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that's it's got flower. If I buy it, already get like, even if I don't buy any game, <laughs> I can at least play fucking flower. Four hundred dollars to play a game what? I played. Okay. Three yeah, I know years exactly. Ago. Yeah, that's a good game. You're like, oh, flower, flower's gonna be on it, and then you're like, fucking Nintendo just rehashing their same bullshit. <laughs> <over there. laughs> but I have to pay for it again. Yeah, but at least they're saying we already paid for it. Well, we're just giving it to you again. I guess. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that, I hate your face. the announcement of delay at both Watch Dogs and Drive Club was followed by the news that Call of Duty and Titanfall would be bo uh, both be 720p on Xbox One, whereas most PlayStation 3 games are 1080p. Yeah, this is a big thing where... That's actually intense, dude. Yeah, which I don't never noticed the difference between 720 and 1080p games. Well, it doesn't help that the game that the TV I do most of my gaming on is a 720p. Yeah, that's... Uh, my my big TV out in the living room is a 1080p 40 inch TV. Yeah. But yeah, like it sounds like most of the Xbox One games across the board are 720p games, whereas most of the PlayStation Four That's games are crazy full resolution. When really, like the big thing they can point to, which is the harder thing to convince people about, is that the graphics are better. Yeah. It's weird to say, oh, the graphics are better, but it's not the. Well, especially I think both both console manufacturers were suggesting that both games would be uh, both systems would be capable of 4K. Yeah, they totally apply that resolution, heavily. which is four times as much yeah. as, as the recurrent. And if if I had again, this, that's the other thing. It's hard to bitch too much because this is all launch stuff. Yes, consoles exactly. are especially like if you look at like what the like uh, either the PlayStation Three or the Xbox original Xbox Three Sixty yeah. could do. At launch, it's nothing like what even the, the games a couple well, of years Xbox later were like. Well, the Xbox 360 couldn't even do 1080 when it launched. Could it not? Was, no, it could do 1080 you... interlaced, but I don't think it could See, do that's full what 1080. Yeah. They, I think they put that in later. Yeah. Which is funny you even complain about this, considering when both consoles and launched like last said, time. And like you just said, you can't tell the I still had a standard definition TV, so yeah, none exactly. of this was even... It was even you're trying surprise. to read the text in Dead Rising, you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. That was one of the first... That, yeah. This is the generation... And then the director of it's like, buy an HDTV? I don't care. Yeah. But oh, man, man, yeah, but that's interesting, and a lot of most people are blaming. Well, the, a lot of these games are being rushed out, so they're not oh, being yeah. optimized. Exactly. But it's weird that all these Xbox specific games are lower resolution. Yeah. And people are pointing out the fact that uh, both both PlayStation Four and Xbox One they have the same essentially computationally pretty much the same. Yeah. But the Xbox is hampered by the fact that it's running three different OS systems because it's got the Kinect right. and it's got all the TV stuff laid on top of like yeah, it's kind of fucked up. I love is winning just by virtue of the fact that they're kind of staying the course. Yeah! Or, if anything, going closer to a gaming PC. Yeah. Whereas Xbox is trying to do all these things that are more organically distinctive for being a console and trying to give you this unique experience that is the most, like, just makes it the least interesting sounding thing in the world. And it's worse. Yeah. yeah. Ah. And also, God did bless. you see all, like, all, all the game? It seems like most of the games coming out next month are all, like, at, like, almost minimum at least 35 gigs. <sighs> which makes them was like really rough. No. You want to download those things? Yeah. Yeah. As is obvious by my gamer score and how much time I spend <laughs> gaming. Yeah. I'm big. I play a lot of games. I really don't care about this next generation yet. Yeah. Well, yeah I don't the, give a crap. That's the thing. It's like between the Xbox and the Xbox 360, there was a clear jump. I was talking, uh, my poor acupuncturist got to hear this whole thing on Friday as <laughs> I'm getting acupuncture. We're what just a talking Portland about, conversation but to have, you know yeah. what? She was very she was she was interesting because she doesn't know about it. And I was basically explaining to her, like literally 
Like, all they can sell you on is the graphics are better and the internet yeah. connectivity. But internet connectivity in the day where you have your phone that works with your television, that works with your computer, it's like it's harder to sell. Yeah. And graphics, like people, like your layman, can't doesn't really know the difference between the graphics of a 360 and a 1. And see, the, really, like, the only reason I'm really worked up about getting both consoles next month because A, I've got the pre-orders locked in. B, they're going to be delivered to my front door. <laughs> if I do nothing, I have to go, actually, I have to go out of my way to make sure. If I, would, if I don't want both those consoles, I have to go out of my way to cancel those pre-orders. Yes, if I don't do anything, I'll guarantee those both consoles launch on my doorstep. But I think that the old consoles are old enough that I th it sounds yeah. like developers are really chopping at the bit to jump oh, yeah. up to next generation stuff. Oh, yeah. And I it's think just, it's just gonna, within the next year... There's not going to be a ton of games because it's going to cost so much exactly. to make games. I know, I think, well, there's not going to be a ton of games, but I think I th I think support for the current consoles is, is going to diminish more oh, rapidly than most people yeah, are anticipating. No, Despite the fact that the install base uh, has well, is so huge, again. but no one's buying games for that. Everyone's lamenting about how uh, how terrible software sales for for all the current generation consoles are. They're even worse than previous console consoles were before their previous before their console uh, mm -hmm. transitions. And I think people are just. I think the publishers or developers are really going to be banking on the fact that these are new consoles, yeah. and that's going to justify them moving over development faster than usual to new mm -hmm. consoles. Yeah. So I think like the libraries are going to get, get start getting pretty. Uh, pretty fattened up I within just, the next year faster than you'd anticipate. I just need something announced that I care about. Oh, it'll thing. happen sooner than later, I mean, though. really, I, I honestly, at the end of the day, I can say everything I want about this, that, privacy, blah, 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 connect. Yeah. At the end of the day, I bought a PlayStation 4 because I'll be able to play the next Naughty Dog game on it. Yeah. But that's only I won't be surprised if that comes out next year. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's a hypothetical. Well, this is the other thing. You know there what? There's nothing else that I give a shit about. It really isn't. Wait until the video game awards in the first week of December, which <laughs> is only it. a week after. That's true. Because most of the big games are going to be coming yeah. out next year. They're going to be. That's nice that's when we announce, and like you like yeah. you may that may be when if you don't buy half I both consoles, you might be going. I, I might actually have to I buy an Xbox. I might have to buy the game. <laughs> <laughs> with the Doritos DLC. Well, they already have Doritos games. That's true. Which is, I, it's funny because thinking back to even the last uh, video game awards, when like they, I think that was when they had the official unveiling of Watch Dogs and all those other games, where they're like, "This game's coming out on consoles. We can't talk about." All we can <laughs> yeah. say, they're coming out on consoles next year. Yeah, that's all what we can say because no, 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 you know, no new consoles have been announced. But yeah, I don't know. So. Well, you're but yeah, I think I think the video game awards will be the first this, chance to see what what the what the first Daniel, real generation. Daniel, I swear to God, if you could like. point at a computer and say, "Annie, just buy the computer and put it in your living room," I would do it. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't want to have to fucking build my computer. I don't want to have to go. I if know, only I know. you knew someone who could build a computer. <laughs> but here's the thing: but what happens when my graphics card starts to crap out? You buy a or new like, one and stuff it in there. Yeah, but I'm yeah, not exactly, that person. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I did six years ago with Bill? I spent fifty dollars and got an Xbox three sixty. Can you? Can you? Can you replace Why? the hard drive in your PS4 or 360? Mm. Then you can replace the graphics card. In your... Have I? I have no possible? idea how to. Maybe. I have no idea how to swap out those. I would never do that. Pull out. But my point is, is that <laughs> I haven't and will never. Suggesting to an old school console gamer like yeah. us that we you get, that we just buy was... and build our own PCs, like, <sighs> oh, no, no, well, I well you don't really need so... a car. Why don't you just buy a horse? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, but I, have to, I don't know how to feed a horse and take care of it. We're not gonna. You're not okay, here's the thing. I grew up on Macintoshes. Yeah. I didn't I never gaming game PC. I was Macintosh and I was a console. And then I was like, oh I got one of my friends, I was like, just make me a list for about five hundred dollars of a gaming PC I can make. Yeah. And then 
you can come over. I'll give you some beers, beers, and you'll you'll build it for me." And he's like, "Okay, buy all this stuff, put it together." It was about five hundred, six hundred dollars with the operating system and hard drive. And so it all came to my house from Newegg. Super easy to order it all. And I opened it all up. I was like, "I'm gonna try to put this together on my own, see what happens." I and. Uh... It was so easy. But I'd be so afraid I've to like, break those pieces. Yeah. No, they're no, sturdy. No, no, no. I've done enough. Like, I've done like electrical if you, work. Yeah, if you can put and... together electrical work, you can put together yeah. a PC. I mean, I build light fixtures and shit. Like, I, I replace all the lamps in my house. Like, I've built, I've installed door sets and shit. But, and, you know. And once you build your PC, you get Steam sales. Yeah. Where you can that is, that you is. You can literally buy games for. But a buck sixty nine that you can get on console for like thirty dollars. Yeah. But knowing that Steam boxes will be available within the next year, I'm willing. I'll wait an I extra six months and say fuck it. However much more a Steam box will cost, because it just be because to buy well, that's it. that's how, that, I mean, this is the kind of thing that makes us console it. gamers in the first place. It's hard to talk us out of like, well, it's so much easier to do this, but we're like, no, we just I just want this console. I because I gaming that is what gaming is for us. Yeah, I like it's knowing that no, game your TV. Yeah, not, exactly. Yeah, I'm not trying to talk you guys into no, like, I know, gaming. I know. PC, I'm just saying, it's not as hard as you're making it out to be. I know. It's also not as easy as I want it to be because I'm so lazy. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think we're both. You're, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you're underestimating our laziness. Like, I don't want to have to figure out if a game will or will not work on my computer. Like, that's the sort of shit that I just don't want to have to deal with. Yeah, oh, you don't have don't. to worry about that, really. You just buy it for a dollar on Steam, and then if it doesn't work, go. Oh. But that, uh, the relationship I have with the games I buy is way more rotten than Colin that. Linston wants to know what our favorite Castlevania games are. Mm-hmm. What's yours, Annie? Um, the one with Dracula. <laughs> Dracula. Uh, the Those one where Dracula... games have Dracula, right? What do you think about the Castlevania game where Dracula is reincarnated as a Japanese guy in the 21st century? As, a, as a Japanese teenager. Oh, it's oh, a Japanese teenager? Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> but he's the playable character. Oh, really? Like, yeah, no, for some reason, Castlevania, which is actually the name of Dracula's castle, yeah. suddenly appears in, in floating above Japan for some reason. <laughs> well, and it turns out the hero of the game, he finds out at the end you're actually reincarnation of Dracula. I think you have to mm. kill yourself to keep Dracula from coming back, like, possessing you. Konami painted themselves in the corner with the, the Castlevania series because... The timeline? Yeah, the timeline. And yeah. they're like, well, he can only do it so frequently. Because they said once a hundred years yeah. and then they put out more and they said Dracula's less than a thousand years old and they put yeah. out almost ten games. Yeah. Yeah. So there's only so many ways we're like, well, we can only do two more of these games yeah. if it's going to fit into the... Yeah. So, <laughs> What's your favorite? Well, the, a purist would probably not like it, but Symphony of the Night's the greatest... It is probably it is probably ever. the apex, yeah. That's it's it's, it's a, one of the good ones. One. Yeah, it's all two yeah. D. You, yeah. you can get it on the three sixty and PS three. Dracula's Curse is good. Would never play it. What do you think? What do you think? Castlevania four. Which one's that? Oh, for the Super the Nintendo. Super Nintendo, yeah. That one was good. I, liked I thought it, it was right. okay, but I was kind of disappointed that like the sounds kind of mushy and the graphics kind of mushy. It's not bad, but I know people love that shit. Anyway, Colin <laughs> just wanted to know. Okay. Back to the conversation. What next? All right. What next? Titanfall will have a two hundred fifty dollars special edition bundle. Seems like most next generation. Oh god, yeah. Seems like most of that two hundred fifty dollars price tag is a result of a light up robot statue included in it. This is the tipping point where the game itself is probably the cheapest part of the bundle. Yep. Two hundred fifty fucking dollars. I bet that statue was made from high quality material too. Oh yeah. They said there's upwards of two LED lights in it. Jeez, I bet there's maybe a wire in there. You know what? Uh, it seems to be about the same size and scale I, of the Skyrim statue. I can't laugh because to this day, I regret not getting The Last of Us. I regret canceling my Last of Us special edition. How much was that? Uh, It was 150 
That that's a hundred dollars you can put towards a new console that you play <laughs> The Last of Us Two. I know, but I don't have a Joel and Ellie statue that I know is gonna be a terrible statue, but I don't have it. Have you looked to see how much it is on yes, eBay? Yes, it is one hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> And then you get a secondary copy of the game you don't no, need. No, no, that's just yeah. the statue. That is just oh, that's the statue, statue out of box. Uh, well, now we know what to get for your 30th, 30th birthday. birthday yeah. Like, oh, I know it's going to be a terrible statue. You're going to get five of them. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? I won't complain because there'll be one for every uh, work week. Is Ellen, is Ellen Page out. naked on that too? Sony's attempt to keep images of the nude model of Ellen Page from Beyond Two Souls leaking all over the internet? What? You did not hear about this? No. Oh, I talked about this before. You thought I was making this up. No. Have you not seen the pictures of Ellen Page's nude model from it? So have you seen supposedly there's a shower scene of Ellen Page's character in the game? Okay, we talked about that. And this so a they bit. fully rendered her nude body for the game and now, you know, it didn't take long okay. for people to hack the code. So here's the details. Yes. No, they didn't hack the code. They, game Genie? No, yeah, <laughs> no, Game Shark. <laughs> oh. No. no. Uh, this this is this is called hot titties instead of hot coffee. <laughs> there's the scene and you know, you can't move the camera around or anything. Right, 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 right. But if you have a dev console, oh. there's free camera mode. And no. you can swing the camera around mode and they rendered everything on her. Nipples. And it looks weird. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Well, they didn't give her like a uh, like like a super hot body too. They gave her a well, normal lady body yeah. too. Cause she's, got, she's got little boobs. You know, it's not like she put she's... a lot of effort into it because they weren't expecting no, it. No, it looks like they put a lot of effort into well, it. That's okay, the true. alarming thing where you're like, uh, if why, we're never gonna give, see this. Yeah, why give nipples in a Does bush? Does she have pubic hair? Yeah, she's got a little that's Hitler what, stash. Then why, yeah, then. <laughs> uh, you guys were fucking asking for this. What do you guys do? David Cage probably jerking off. Oh, oh gosh, and be, and the rumor she's got to be really naked. Yeah, it's it's unconfirmed, but the rumors are she's thinking about a lawsuit as a result of this. I don't blame them. Which between this and Last of Us, she must be like, yeah. hey, fuck video games. <laughs> yeah. Remember when people freaked out over a hot coffee mod? <laughs> oh, yeah, back in the day. But yeah, uh, no one's been able to explain why. Like, like, I even posted this to Twitter. I was like, why would you do this? And I saw some people who work in game modeling were like, well, sometimes you need a nude model to put the clothing over. Like just, that's not how games are modeled. Like no, they're just do like the Sims where they're Ken and Barbie dolls. They yeah, have yeah, nothing. But like, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, they fucked up. They they, you, fucked, they up. fucked up. And I feel bad for Alan Page. It's not, it's not like you can take that off the internet now. Well, exactly. that's what Sony was trying to control. And they were, uh, like, the first person who broke the news works. about this, Sony was sending out emails saying, we'd, we'd appreciate if you take the story down because we're trying. Because they must have known, like, oh, shit. Yeah. They, I'm sure Sony didn't know this content was on the disc. No. And this no is all way. in David Cage's studio. Yeah. His... Man, what a hack. What oh, a David hack, Cage. douchebag. No, he refuses to hide. Asshole. Did you hear the thing where, How like, does he keep getting games? I don't know how he keeps getting money. That's what I keep playing Beyond Two Souls. So... And it's a fascinating does game. Does he refuse but to work with another like... writer and editor? Because someone was talking about this this week where he thinks he, his his vision is so pure in his games, he refuses to work any uh, with anyone else in terms of writing or I anything. know that he it's, does have other writers. Despite he the fact is, that he can't write for he shit. He hates oh, video so games bad. and he wants to make movies. He wants to make movies. But he's so I don't care about that bad, that part. I was going to say, what's really funny is that the stuff that he can get away with because it's video games, he would never be able to get away with in movies. Which is saying something because it's not like movies and <laughs> narratives. Uh, like no that. one's talking about the Willem Dafoe noon model. Which everyone is <laughs> Dafoe is down with that. You know what? Like... I saw that. It was called Antichrist <laughs> and say... it was awful. Hey. Yeah, I was say, statistically in this game, no one will drive a what? What the fuck is in a video game? How am I not playing that video game all the time? I love Willem Dafoe. Oh man, his character. Oh man, the game is really bad. It's yeah, so bad. That's why I want to play it with someone. So I can be like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, and look, turn to someone and say, "Really?" 
Poor Ellen The Page. first of the Bioshock Infinite Burial at Sea DLC will be out on November 12th for $15. So if you bought the DLC season pass, you get both halves of Burial at Sea and everything else released for the game for 20 bucks. Yes. Which I didn't buy. Are you going to buy it? Do you even oh, care? Yeah. Does anyone care? New oh, consoles, who cares? Care. Yeah. Is this, is what this, you, yeah, because you're going to be playing all the games. Well, that see, are that's exactly console. it. I was thinking about that. Is this I'm available on PlayStation 4? 4? And my PlayStation 4 is going to be sitting there unboxed while I play Burial at Sea, an actual game that I can play. Yeah. This is going to happen. It happens every time I buy new This hardware. is going to be the last I'm thing really anyone plays on their old consoles. And then I boot it up, and then I'm like, there's nothing I can do with this. I noodle with everything. I change all the settings the way I like it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I move the screen around. Like, uh, that's my <laughs> down calibration. Well, it's calibrated. Yeah, I, I sit on my back room. Oh, you know what? I didn't know this. 2K Marin is kaput? Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, got hit by a truck. It was very sad. Hey, Bill, what happened to 2K Marin? I didn't know about this. Oh, it closed. Really? Because they're late left. Uh, so they made, uh, what was it, XCOM? Yeah. Uh, sequel? I know XCOM did that. That everyone said was terrible? Poorly. Uh, so it it sounded like it did badly enough. They just decided to shut the studio down. Which is funny because really good. Yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah. Want another one, Bill? Yeah. Yeah. He was lamenting on Twitter that he's like, I beat Grand Theft Auto. Last game on this generation, I'll be. I'm like, you're high. Yeah. You're gonna go have to go back to that. Yeah. Minerva's Den. I'll play that on my Steam box. There you go, Bill. For a dollar. There's there's the spirit. No, but so yeah, so that's kind of sad. Uh, a lot of really good talent came from that. I'm glad Gone Home got out when it but, did. Yeah. But if Jesus. if, uh, I if the bureau was as bad as they say, it sounds like a lot of the good talent that yeah, was left. there. Well, everyone's there no saying yeah. that supposedly it wasn't the talent; it was the management. Because well, the studio was originally it. designed was its original uh, mission statement was we're going to make great original IPs for yeah. 2K. Yeah. But then as soon as Bioshock blew up, yeah. it, uh, I guess 2K was like, oh shit, we need a studio to make a uh, Bioshock sequel as soon as possible. So they're like, oh, well, I know you guys are supposed to make a new IP, but yeah. could you make us a new Bioshock game instead? Yeah. And they did that. And then, yeah, they just did that in this new uh, terrible XCOM game. And that's that's their whole legacy. They only, only got to put out two games. I think they did the PlayStation 3 port of Bi- the original Bioshock and that was it. Yeah. 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 The, the antithesis of what they were designed to do. Well, I read some sort of article about the development of uh, the Bureau and, like, how it changed. Like, I mean, yeah. I, just from the outside, just from viewing it from press, Isn't it a third-person shooter and not, like, even yeah. Well, no, but even during the course of its development, like, what they released to the press, it had changed faces yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed the to start Bioshock out as Infinite one thing. kind of style. Yeah. It started yeah. off as one yeah. thing, and people saw it and said, Ugh! and they were like, change it, change yeah. it! Yeah. With no time at all. I mean, because, I mean, at that, well, that point they were halfway through development, so less. So, I guess uh, somebody else is supposed to be starting up another, st- another studio in the Bay Area, too, and it sounds like that guy's going to be absorbing a lot of these people, too, so. The more... Bay Area, it's not going to be hard, that hard for those guys to find jobs. But... I don't know why there's so... not more game places in Portland. Yeah. It's not well, like sa- you have a satellite. Of artistic talent. Right? I know, yeah. and the cost of living, it, well, it's not as cheap, but it's cheaper than but you're close enough to Seattle and, and, exactly. and San Francisco yeah. to kind of, I don't know, you know. What else? The Order 1886 is co-written by one of the writers of HBO's John Adam miniseries. Which is funny because it's a game with people with like little stuffy collars and little tricorn hats. So that's completely... <laughs> so it's exactly the same, right? I have no idea what kind of game... Brain tree all I, the only I ever saw about that was when the first trailer... Was that at they, the Video Game Awards they, last year? They put out some images in Game Informer. It looks like a third-person cover-based shooter. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Thing I was really excited about it. They're like, oh, it's like a Is it a four-player co-op? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's kind of interesting, cool. but not enough. Aren't you going to like, running around like alternate reality London in 1800s? Yeah. It's all these things that abstractly I should be excited yeah, about. Yeah, this one sounds like... I, see it, I like, could see them being put together. It's just kind of like... If it's supposed to be Gears was, of War with muskets... That was the only video I saw with the PS4 
reveal event that I was like, oh. But that looked hey, like pre-rendered yeah. cinematics. Even. But then, no, not even that. It just looked like an image concept. But then I saw the photos of third person. Oh, that's Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> you know what? I'll probably buy it just because it'll be one of two games I can play on my I was, I was hoping it'd just be a Pokemon Snap clone. <laughs> Where you're just running around London, just kind of like, oh, there's a picture there of Big Ben Snap. You gotta, you gotta throw an apple at it to feed it. And NES Robocop action figures coming out in February from NECA. Oh, These yeah. These same guys made NES action figure variants of Jason and Freddy last I year. I just like that these are popular and this is the thing. So wait, Ooh. explain it to me. What do you mean NES Robocop? So, um... That game was garbage. That was It was not a good game. No. It was worth it for the Game Center CX episode about it, though. Um, so did you see the game, uh, the, uh, NES action figures of, uh, Jason and Freddy? No. So Jason and Freddy both had 8-bit Nintendo games which based, made off of them, which yeah. were terrible. Uh, but this NECA corporation that makes uh -huh. action figures, they took two of their jet, uh, Freddy action figure and Jason action figure and just recolored them so they're the same color as those character sprites. Seriously? From their yeah. video games? Jason is all purple. With like purple a green blue. mask or something yeah. like that? Wow. And Freddy's just all red and orange because they can only have two characters for the character sprite. Right, so it's right. just recolored to look like the game. But. And so there was a Robocop NES game. Yeah. And so they just kind of repainted him so he's kind of like they got the same paint job. It's almost like cell shaded so it kind of looks like his in-game sprite. I just think that's very cute kind of like, Although, I don't know. The Nightmare on Elm Street video game for the NES was one of the few games that supported four players. Oh really? What did he use the four the, the that four player adapter? Yeah. What the hell? What, what what did each player take a different life? No, they were like they different. Were like, all four. I know it's not simultaneous. Yeah, it was simultaneous. Was it split screen? Nope. How the hell does that work? <laughs> Very carefully. It's just if one I know person you... runs all the way to the right side of the screen and one person stays on the left side of the screen, that screen ain't really. Moving. I thought it was yeah. just single player because I knew you're nope, running around collecting players. things to fight Freddy and, and stuff. You can, like, like music notes. You're, you can be different types. Like you can be an acrobat who jumps higher than anybody. The other characters, you could be a fighter. Oh, it sounds like schizophrenic maniac yeah, mansion. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a garbage Man, maniac game. mansion. Oh, I love that game. <laughs> oh, oh. The Tatooine set for the original Star Wars movie is now being engulfed by the Tunisian sands. Scientists estimate that the set is being swallowed by a rate of four centimeters a day by the Sahara. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is what you get from barreling your film set. In the desert and abandoning it for I'm four years. I'm surprised. I was gonna say I'm surprised the set had even not That's even what, eroded by when, the sands. When 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 was just one lonely nerd. Well, in the last fifteen <laughs> years, when people started posting pictures, they ended up like, oh, the Star Wars tan Tatooine. You know, this is Luke's homestead they're talking yeah, about yeah. with some of the Moss Moss Eisley stuff. Everyone's like, oh, I'm kind of surprised that's still standing. It only took yeah. an extra 15 years for that stuff to actually start getting swallowed up by the sea. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Not like, it's not like sets are built to last. Yeah, well, that's remarkable. But these, these sets that were built literally, was it 40 years ago? Yeah. Are even still standing in the middle of the fucking Sahara Desert. That's yeah. remarkable. Now they're going to be entombed in the sand, which is kind of crazy. New Zealand should pay a bunch of money to have it flown out to where the I hobbits was is. I going to say, exactly. Make you know what, Luke, with Disney, I'm surprised they don't actually don't have someone out there and like scoop that stuff and send it to the Disney theme park. I'm or not something. surprised. Yeah. That stuff's probably rancid now. Michael Arndt, the streamliner writer, or excuse me, the writer for Toy Story 3 and Little Miss Sunshine, is no longer working on the new Star Wars movies. They're now officially being written by Abrams and Larry Kasdan. Uh, people are flipping out about this because... People love to flip out about anything. But, <laughs> about Star Wars? Well, supposedly this Michael Arndt guy, he was writing the skeleton of all the three trilogy, films for right? the trilogy. Yeah. 
And he was going to write the first draft of the first film. And it was his pitch that made Disney greenlight it. Yeah, right? supposedly, yeah. He and was, that was what Lucas was working on. Right? And supposedly he's he's left the project, which is not surprising because if he was... I, I, it depends on if he was just contracted to write the first draft or if he was supposed... When they first announced that Disney was making these movies, it was pitched as he was going to be the writer. Yeah. And that Larry Kasdan, who was the guy who wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark and, and, and uh, Empire Strikes Back, he was just going to be supervising. Right. Uh, which is weird because he had it's weird to bring in a second writer and say, hey, he's just going to be supervising. But yeah. now he's writing along with J.J. Abrams. Well, J.J. Abrams is a good writer. Like, he wrote Mission Impossible 3. That's a good movie. He wrote The Lost Pilot. That's a good pilot of Lost. And it's the guy who wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Empire Strikes Back. That alone is nothing to flip out about. Oh, I was waiting for your, your voice to go up one he more also, time. Man, Larry Kessler, he also wrote and directed Why Earth. Well, my favorite film. No, Bill. Have you seen White Earth? Yes, Bill. It's I good. Have. I know you love White Earth. It's got songs in it. White Earth, that's the one that does not have Val Kilmer in it, right? No, it's the good one. <laughs> it's got that's inner the space. One with what's his butt. It's got yeah. inner space. Yeah. But now he's sick. <laughs> it's got inner space and blue velvet are hanging out together. And blue velvet's got a knife. And inner space like, you can shoot me because I'm going to be dead anyway. I love inner space in that movie. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say I love Interspace. Yeah, I was going to be like, no, you're wrong. Interspace's brother died in Independence Day, which is another reason they hate Independence Day. God damn, I hate movies. What? Universal Studios, batshit Bill and Ted's excellent Halloween adventure show featuring a gay panic Superman, Wreck-It Ralph sexually accosting Nicki Minaj, and a racist Kim Jong-il stereotype was shut down. What? <laughs> so how is this not a Bill Mudrin fever dream? <laughs> you think I've been secretly writing and writing and directing this via mail? No. So I guess for the last decade, Universal Studios, their thing on Halloween, arbitrarily was to have a Bill and Ted live stage show where Bill and Ted would just get in their time machine, go up and collect whatever historical figures from that year in pop culture were. Yeah. And just build like a ha like an hour-long stage show of, I guess happened to be this year, it was Wreck-It Ralph Ow. molesting a Nicki Minaj impersonator, saying, I'm going to wreck it, talking about her butt. Seriously? Yeah, Superman being all gay, which is mostly this gay panic Superman was one of the characters they kept on bringing back every year because it was so popular. It was Superman shows up to help Bill and Ted, but he's like, oh my God, he's got little panties on. And he's just like, oh. Unlike actual Superman. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true too. Um, and so I guess this went on for like the better part of the last decade. No one ever noticed just how fucking weird the show was yeah. until like some writer, I guess, went there on, on his family vacation. He was like, are this me? is the show that time forgot. Like it's like it's like wow. something you'd see from like twenty years ago. Wow. And so once he wrote an article about this, the news broke and everyone started flipping out. And the show got like he was like he didn't he met, didn't mean for the whole sh show to get shut down, but he was like yeah. maybe just kind of like some of the racist, sexist, gay, panicky parts. Yeah. He still it's just a stupid show. Yeah. And supposedly they just fired everybody and Aww. shut the show down, so no more. The poor person has been doing this for the last ten years. Yeah, this is someone's back to focus. <laughs> Last time anybody ever killed, cared about Bill and Ted. I know, that's the time. Like, it's all the, in the name of Bill and Ted is super depressing because they're, they're all be excellent Wild to each other. Stallions. Oh man, someone uploaded videos and clips from the stage show too, and just oh. everyone just doing like this guy doing his Keanu Reeves impression. It's just I don't like think there's never been a good stage show. I was gonna no. say at a theme park. I'm yeah. just gonna finish that sentence there. The only thing worse than that is a stage show at a state fair. Could, well, that's true. Or county fair. Yeah, yeah, could you imagine trying to put on a tasteful stage show at any kind of theme park? <laughs> that's not just gonna be. 
Yeah, good oh luck. God. Yeah, well, we, well, our ideas of, of a great stage show would get a shot by the audience. What is this R, Bill? <laughs> no! <laughs> Nate would have naked Ellen Page, Gemma Arnold, and Tom Hardy making out. Shut up. <laughs> Michelle uh, Rodriguez taking pictures Lou, of the making Lou out. Lou Scheimer? Is that his name? Yeah. Founder of Filmation Studios is dead. He's the guy. You know Filmation Studios? Yeah. They made He-Man yeah. and Fat Albert, and they made the fake <laughs> Ghostbusters cartoon... That everyone hated and made the real Ghostbusters have to call themselves real Ghostbusters. He fucked up. <laughs> he forgot no, to he pay. Obamacare killed him. <laughs> Obamacare killing everyone. Now they notice all the people are dying. Lou Reed died today of Obamacare. Yeah. What else? Who else died of Obamacare? Read um, the next thing. Uh, uh, Mercia Wallace, the voice of Mrs. Crabapple on The Simpsons, has passed. Man, you fucked that up. Crabapple. Crabapple. Marshall Wallace, voice of Mrs. Crabapple, <laughs> which is weird because the name is Crabapple. I yeah. think, isn't that a joke in the show? Sometimes people call her Crabapple. Probably. Crabapple, and it's like, yeah. no, it's Crabapple for yeah. no reason. Yeah, she died of Obamacare. <laughs> Even cartoon characters are dying of Obamacare. <laughs> which is funny because The Simpsons, uh, uh, over the summer, they publicized that they were going to kill off a character this year. Yeah. And so it was... It might, have, it might have been her since she was battling cancer. No, I didn't, it was it cancer? I yeah, couldn't find out what, what... Voice cancer? Uh, yes, voice cancer, Bill. She <laughs> died of voice Bill. cancer. Breast cancer. Oh, last couple of years she did kind of sound like one of the... Uh, the no, Bill, stop hey, it. Bill, Bill, please stop making jokes <sighs> about a cancer victim. No, but it, this shows how long The Simpsons have been on. I know, they're on. starting to outlive she their characters. Yeah. 70? Yeah, 70. Yeah. Well... And then so, uh, because she died, a lot of people on Twitter were posting links to uh, compilations of her character mm -hmm. over the course of the last 30 years. You could hear her getting older because when she first started a show 25 years ago, she was, oh. what, 45? Yeah. Go back and listen to Homer on the... Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's more, a little more of a stylist yeah. thing. Yeah. But, like, you could hear, you could hear a 45-year-old woman turn into a 70-year-old woman throughout the... Like, because, like, most of these clips, the little clips of Miss Krabappel are done... Uh, like sequentially, so you hear yeah. when she's a little bit younger, like she just sounds like a forty-five-year-old woman. Yeah. The last couple episodes she did, she was like, "Ah, I'm Mrs. Krabappel." That is the most spot-on impression of a woman. No, she's like an old lady. Miss Krabappel. You know what, Bill? There we go. You're gonna fill in. Yeah. <laughs> so we just figured it out. Ah, but yeah, Simpsons all is also outliving its, and she's yeah. one of the she's one of the few characters that was not voiced by. Well, yeah, the two the other core. guys who voiced like Harry yeah. Shearer. It could have been one of the people that voiced like sixteen characters. That's what, yeah. that's what it's gonna she, take. To... She pretty, I think she didn't. She only do Kabobble. Yeah, there's yeah. only like one or two characters on that whole like show that Mont only Flanders. do. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's an. What's up with the killing all the ladies who only? Oh man, they're trying to kill people. The lady who, who did aren't all the Harry female voices on South Park. Did yeah. she? Yeah, she died. Yeah, she died a long time ago. But yeah. Oh man, that's not funny. In other news, Paul Feig. <laughs> Creator of Freaks and Geeks, who's also worked on Bridesmaids, Parks and Rec, The Office, Arrested Development, etc., is now producing the potentially terrible CGI Peanuts movie due for release in 2015. Yes. Oh, maybe they can have a crossover with the Smurf CGI. Oh. My, I can't, how are you going to do the Peanuts and CGI? And their heads are like, going to be so heavy, they're just dragging Those characters are designed for, like... Bill, I mean, to be fair, there are a shit ton of CGI movies where those characters wouldn't work in reality. They'll probably give them some weird quasi-realistic look. You think they'll come into the, in, into the human world? Charlie like Brown? Like the Smurfs? Charlie Brown will have a weird comb-over. Oh, God. Oh, man. Charlie Brown's going to be portrayed by... Who's Doogie Hauser? He's popular now. Neil Patrick Harris. He's popular now. <laughs> <laughs> Says Bill. Way to be a movie executive. <laughs> Give me that guy who's popular right now. Yeah, What's that name? What's yeah. that gay boy's name? I like that the, the movie exec is Catherine Hepburn. 
Marsha Wallace. <laughs> oh, too my, soon. My voice was not wobbly enough to be kept. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Have you ever seen JD, uh, the J.D. Salinger documentary? No. About J.D. Salinger? I just saw Mike Russell flipping out about it on, on Twitter. Do you know much about J.D. Salinger? No. He loved, he loved young girls. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> Gary Puckett. So I didn't realize the whole time he was in reclusion... He kept on writing any kind of, like, young girl who was a writer that he'd read about in the newspapers or magazines. Seriously? Like, he was a little bit of a, of a, not a pedophile, but, like, that's what it took to be, get his attention. Wes Anderson yeah, had tits. <laughs> he would be all kinds of, you know, from Dave Salinger saying, hey, how Wes you doing? Wes Anderson's had tits, you describe my erotic fantasy. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to, that's the blue word. The titties you've ever seen. <laughs> what does a tweet titty look like? Ask Wes Anderson. <laughs> Look at Wes Anderson's notebook. I'm sure it's all over the margins. Oh, no. The most, the most symmetrical titties yeah. ever. There's a good question. What's the worst fan fiction you've ever read? Me? Uh, where Scully's cancer was cured by tantric sex. What? <laughs> wow. Mulder, Mulder got involved with tantric sex to cure Scully's cancer. I didn't actually read it. I just read the synopsis. What's sex? And I was like... That's where... That's it's the, like the yogic... This, the one Sting does that lasts yeah, for like Yeah, it lasts for... Yeah, like four to five hours. Yeah. 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 Are you just literally sneaking up on the lady? <laughs> and it yes, takes like four yeah. or five hours to put the yeah. penis in? <laughs> So you know, you've heard about it. <laughs> it's like sneak kill. You're all about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my you know God. the best fan fiction I ever, I ever read was Wizard People, Dear Reader. <laughs> That's correct. The, well, you don't know Wizard People, Dear Reader. Because no, I, I tried to describe Wizard to him in the so car. Good. Good. And you can't describe it without anything crazy for can't really describe it. I just have to submit you to it. <laughs> uh, it sounds bad. It's, uh, well, it's, it's, it's 50% amazing. It is. Fuck. I listened to the whole thing again a couple weeks ago, and I was like, yeah. oh, man, this is... Like a decade later, this yeah, is still, still fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh my god! Man, speaking of Wes Anderson, did you see the trailer for his new film? Yeah, I was really excited about it until I remembered that I always loved the trailers to every Wes Anderson. Movie. Which movies? Which ones? Which ones of his do you like and do you not like? I don't like any of his films. But why are you lying? Well, I like they always really. I see the trailer and I'm like, oh, that looks like a really great movie. And then I watch the movie and we're fucking. His movies are for depressive jerks. Yeah, which is why I like them. Yes. <laughs> Did you see Moonrise Kingdom? No, I still haven't seen that. That's a very cute one. I may actually like Moonrise Kingdom, but I didn't watch it because I liked the trailer. And I'm like, I'm not going into the trap of what's the one with uh, uh, Bill Murray as the, the Zizou kind of guy? The fish. The fishy movie. Fuck the fish. <laughs> Fuck the Fuck fish. The movie. No, The Life Aquatic. Yeah, The Life Aquatic. That was one where I really liked the trailer. And then I saw the movie and I'm like, what are you fucking doing? What is this garbage? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Life, life Aquatic's okay. But the I know some other people. The vision goes red. That was the only part of it I liked. Oh yeah. What do you think of Rushmore? I know you love, you worship the altar Rushmore. of Rushmore. Yeah, it's Catcher in the Rye of movies. <laughs> no tweet titties in there, but <laughs> I, I actually no, but uh, like, Rushmore is one I object to the least. Really? Yeah. Because that movie's weird. I know. Because it's about but two it... guys, one a child, one an old man, competing <laughs> for the same innocent woman who yeah. doesn't know what the hell's going There's on. There's a weird kind of. Okay, I like it because it's Wes Anderson before he became fully evolved in the like the last yeah before Pokemon be, yeah before he turned be, he, before he evolved into his final form <laughs> exactly. of just sweet titty monster exactly yeah. so maybe that's why I like Rushmore okay yeah almost I like all the, the what is it the Max Powers players like that's those are some pretty good jokes yeah no the, the 
trailer for the new one looks really cute. Looks like, it looks like it's I like, as- as- I like how the aspect ratio changes depending on Which what Which I didn't notice until in. someone pointed that out to me. That's yeah. brilliant. That's brilliant. It could be good. You never know. Yeah. Like I said, like I was getting really tired of Wes Anderson too until Moonrise Kingdom. I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. What's his butt who plays the... the is it Ray Fiennes who plays the... Yeah, it's Ray Fiennes! Well, like, did you hear that it was supposed to be Johnny Depp? What? And Johnny Depp dropped out. Thank fucking God. I know! That's what I was thinking after I watched the trailer. Like, oh, it looks delightful. And this is the other thing, too. This this week is the 20th anniversary of The Nightmare Before Christmas coming out. <gasps> is it? And so Danny Elfman Shit, put on a live performance that? of a bunch of the songs. Oh, really? Which is great to hear him singing. Like, because I, man, like, back in high school, like, That's everyone was really into that good shit. score. It yeah. Does. And he was, like, he hasn't performed in a long time because he was going deaf for a while. He had yeah. some issues. But so this is for the first time he's performed live in public in, like, maybe a decade, Aww. decade or so. But then, in order to sing Sally songs, yeah. you got Helena Bonham Carter out there. Of course, he did. Because, no, who, who's who's uh, best in show? <laughs> She's in best in show. I would say Night Before Christmas. But we're talking. There about are a lot of people in best in show. Yeah, who's in Beetlejuice? Who was who was the, who's the mom in Beetlejuice? Oh my God. <laughs> Best in show, Google it. If you had just said the mom and Beetlejuice, I probably could have remembered, but you best said in show. best in show instead. I want to call her Edna Krabappel, but that's not her name because we were just talking about her. Hold on. Catherine O'Hara. She did the voice of Sally in the original movie. Did she? Really? And so they usurped her. Hella Bonacar can't sing for shit. You don't want to hire her to sing. Oh my God. Did she sing in The Corpse Bride? I think so. And you know, but be, don't you remember because The Corpse Bride is so good that you've seen it so many times since it came out? <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. That's poopy. Yeah, I wouldn't call it poopy. I'd call it forgettable. Yeah, yeah it's pretty. For Christmas, I was so frustrated with because I have a really low tolerance for goth bullshit. And I really love stop motion animation. See, I liked it before it became a hot topic. Like, yeah. yeah. Even at the time, I remember thinking, I had an action figure of the werewolf. The soundtrack was great. Christmas. Yeah, It's great score. Well, I forgot they had a little action figures and shit of that out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, Patrick Stewart does oh, the voice of the narrator. Uh, Speaking of Nightmare, did either of you play Kingdom Hearts? I forgot. I yeah. Yes. I forgot you know there's a Kingdom just, Hearts that 3 just coming came out. out on in HD for the PS3. Did it? Yeah. On purpose. I actually really love yes, that purpose. fucking song for the first Kingdom Hearts. What's that? When you walk <laughs> away, you can't hear me say. What's the name of that? I, I was down to Kingdom Hearts because it was. Simple and <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the song. Also, I forgot about that. I was, did you only I, play the first one? I, I think I played the second I played the second one. Uh, me, did the we, second one, some fan fiction did bullshit. Did we play yeah, it together? Because we both had the PlayStation 2. I can't remember. I liked the first one. The second one I remember liking the first one just because it was such a fucking weird game. Well, I didn't have a problem with the so second one like, either, but it was like finding out that they had all these other extra games or other systems where they like, were stretching out the I've, story to like... I tried to play the... Dream Drop Distance, the one for the 3DS. It yeah, not, I kept on hearing from... It's Dark- not good. It's like, not good. It's, the no plot good. is so convoluted. Yeah, I didn't yeah. care about the plot, but even hearing from Die Hard King of Hearts fans were even like, oh my, I have no idea what the hell is going on. <laughs> they said some of that for the second one too because you've spent like the first four hours not playing as, as the main character. character yeah. oh, but weird. the second one also had tr- had Tron World and Silent World, Silent uh, uh, Silent yeah. Cartoon World Mickey yeah. stuff. And I remember that. I must have played the, the It had the Steamboat Willie stage. Steamboat yeah. Willie yeah, that was great. That was cute. The second so one was, plays really well. Also, well. the worlds yeah. are really small though. I'd like to have yeah. more worlds. And the second one has one of the worst things ever which is the song in the Little Mermaid world is is that like a musical thing you're trying bad. to do? Yeah. Yeah. Is... Oh, I think I remember that. Awful. I remember being embarrassed playing it. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, you want me to play that a second time? I'm well, not playing that a second time. Well, also, what world's a Kingdom Hearts game? Unless they all do Pixar stuff. Yeah. What do you do, Hunchback? 
It, yeah, they did Hunchback and Dream Dog Distance. They, 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 they revisited Tron. Swords of Stone. Uh, well, they Tron keep, are going to keep on going back they to did. the Aristocats. Let's go to Nanda. Peach Wagon. Peach Wagon. They had... I mean, like, crummy 70s era Disney stuff. They had... Uh, they had Song uh, of the South. Pirates of the Caribbean was a world in one of them. Oh, man. Uh, they can do Star Wars now. They can do Star Wars now. That's, no, it should about... be Disney originated they, stuff, they, though. They could. Yeah. They, but, could all, they could also do Marvel. They, they could also do, you yeah, know, fucking... Yeah. yeah. No, it's like, what, it, like, Kingdom Hearts is one of those things, kind of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where you just look at it and go, how does this exist? Yeah. How is this a real thing? Like, seriously. Like, who just, came up with I this idea? And how did this pass all the exactly. checks and balances yeah. of... I think it's it's worth playing in the, the HD remake again. Just Do they the controls any better and stuff? Because I remember like, I haven't the controls played it being kind of kludgy, but, too. But it was more interesting idea a than a game. fun game to I play. I can't imagine. Because yeah. my whole thing is that now whenever I play any video game, I have to think, is this something I can play with Foley? Because if I can't play with Foley, then it's not you know, interesting. If she imagine likes... her face! <laughs> her face! <laughs> that show turning passion of just... Does she not? Does she not like Disney? Well, no, like that's that? not even what it is. Or it's all the, the Final combination of bullshit uh, with all the twiest parts of Disney. Uh, <laughs> Final she does come across as just psychotic, like. <laughs> Since I think Final Fantasy was things, if you don't play it as a teenager yeah. and then get used to the language and, and like the storytelling, and then you get to an adult, you're like, okay, this is a taste that I have developed. I can at least. And so you know, you're playing a game where you're playing with this guy with this. Playing as a guy with giant boots and a key sword, key. trying to keep everyone from Disney movies from losing their heart and turn into goblins. Yeah. Plus, yeah. also Final Fantasy but character also show. I never said the plot was good. I said it's a fun game. I know. I'm just trying to imagine showing this to my wife, and my wife just looking at me in mute horror. Pay for this? Oh, hey everybody, this was That the is the Boy worst fan fiction we've ever read. Podcast. Guys, we have done a hundred episodes uh, two years of this. I can't wait for our two hundredth episode. Oh Christ. On Halloween twenty fifteen. Oh my god. Oh shit! Two years from now. If we if we hold out for another two years, that may be god. when does Marty end up is it October twenty sixth, two thousand fifteen? Because he leaves Hill Valley, 1985, on October 26th, 1985. So if he right. does... Oh. So if you watch Back to the Future... That's really important. If you watch Back to the Future 2... Yes. And assuming we record... Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can watch and think, oh yeah, you know what? Well, Marty McFly is trying to rescue his wife from his hobo house. But you know what, Bill and I are probably recording a podcast right now. You know there. what, Bill? You convinced me. You convinced me to do this terrible nightmare garbage for <laughs> not to be And also, the Goonies happened on Saturday, too, this weekend. October Wait. 25th and 26th are when the Goonies and Back to the Future both happened in 1985. Oh, I thought you meant it was like 2013. No, 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 no. No, but then Back to the Future, they jumped 30 no, years I, ahead, and no. you know, that means, yeah. Wow. Well, da, Daniel, da, thank you so much da, for joining us. Da, 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 this is the 100th thanks for episode having me on. For representing all questions. of our listeners. Okay, go Why ahead. do you listen to our garbage podcast? That's what I want to know. God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the correct answer. Hey, everybody, we're boyhoodypodcast.com. We're at boyhoodypodcast on the Twitter. You can leave us an honest review on iTunes. We accept the truth. Thank you guys for putting up with our bullshit for two straight years. <laughs> and we'll talk to y'all next week.